Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's Brandon Tierney and Sal Licata on WFAN The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey. All right, BT and Sal on The Fan, Brandon Tierney, Sal Licata Show. Keith McPherson sitting in. I listen. Oh my God, I I don't know what to tell you, Met fans. Keith, we're we're a couple of minutes away, hopefully, from getting good news. David Stern's about to meet the media in the dugout down in Port St. Lucie on February 21st to give an update about Kodai Sanga. Listen, one thing I know, he not going to the dugout to say, we're good. I mean, this is either going to be, this is going to be really bad, really bad, or it's going to be kicked down the road. I, this, They'll be all right. They'll be fine. The, the Mets or Kodai Senga? Kodai will be fine. The Mets will oh, be fine. God. It's all about how you react to the situation. We don't know exactly what's going to happen, but Let's say it's the worst news and he's out for the season. I don't think that's the case. Yeah. Then you react. Go sign Jordan Montgomery. Let's go Yankee Mets. LGYM. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, listen, I uh, I do I do think that it's interesting because I saw some of your stuff with the Mets, kind of in line with Evan, that you are you know a little more a little more bullish on the prospects of these guys having a decent season. Yeah. I I don't see it. Uh, I'd like to see it. I would like to have you know around the horn competitive, really good baseball. For both the Yanks and the Mets, I think the Mets are are obviously rebuilding. I think that this roster, when the Mets pop, will be nowhere near what it is. You know, like, like the roster this year will not be anything close to what it's going to be when they actually build it the way Stearns wants to. But tell us, and, and, and as we wait for the Sanga stuff, and Hoff is on top of this, tell us why 
I want to know why. I want to lay out. Yeah. I can't believe that you're going to concoct some positive, <laughs> you know, potion. I hope you're right. It doesn't sound right coming about from me. Go I know it doesn't sound right coming from me. I'm a Yankee boy, a Yankee show, whatever. But these are my Mets. The Make It Happen Mets, I dubbed them the Make It Happen Mets when they won 101 games. That wasn't that long ago. They still have that core. They still have a lot of those guys. They have a lot of young guys trying to prove that they belong. They have a lot of guys on one-year deals trying to prove that they belong in Major League Baseball, fighting for their careers. And when expectations are low, how can you fail? David Stearns doesn't fail. He builds winners. I mean, out in Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. But I think he's going to do the same thing here. I don't think that... He's looking to punt on the season, as people are talking about. I don't think because they had a change in philosophy as far as going out and spending $40 million a year on 40-year-old pitchers that all of a sudden, oh, they're not trying to win. No, he made some crafty moves. And I think when you get all of these guys together in camp and they know what the expectations are, nothing, they're competitors. When they walk across that chalked white line, yeah. they're going to say, let's play. Let's prove some people wrong. Pete Alonso's got a lot to prove. Francisco Lindor's the leader of this team. He's made his money, but he's still got a lot to prove. Starling Marte, come back and be great. Jeff McNeil, return to form. Brandon Nimmo, you're out of center field, but here comes Harrison Bader. You guys can be a great tandem. Luis Severino, prove that you still have it. Mm -hmm. Sean Manaya. Jose Quintana, Francisco Alvarez, Brett, ba Brett mm -hmm, Beatty, the baby mm -hmm, Mets. Mm -hmm. These guys will prove something to everybody this year. I like the optimism. I got a few things to volley back. One sec, though. Hold on. What do we have with okay, the Mets here with so David Stearns? What's going on with Senga? is live tweeting, Kodai Senga has a moderate right posterior capsule strain in his shoulder, David Stearns said. In his said. shoulder? He then followed up with the Mets' plan to shut down Senga until, until his symptoms subside. They do not expect him to be ready for opening day, but oh an exact timeline is not currently clear. In his okay. It's the shoulder, not the elbow. elbow so. Shoulder's worse. Shoulder is 100% worse for a pitcher. Shoulder is, it's not even close. All right. This is not good news. This is. I'm not saying it's the most ominous news. But I was gonna say, don't is, make it too bad. I, I'm not. Keith, <laughs> I, I really wish I didn't have to do this. Is this is bad? Understand what's happening here, guys. It is February 21st. It's not March 21st. It's not last the 22nd, year. 22nd, but uh, that's my bad. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Just the time I missed today. Uh, usually I miss more. I was than on a day. last night. It was the 21st. Okay, so all right. I'm on the 22nd. So, but usually, you know, when it's when it's something smallish and it's toward the start of the season, it, it bothers you because it's not a lot of time to recover, but it's it's not incredibly bad. It's February 22nd. The general manager felt compelled to hold a live press conference in the dugout the next day at 10 in the morning and just told you that Kodai Senga will be shut down and not ready for opening day. That is horrible news. Don't panic, though. Don't horrible. Panic. It's how you react to it. It's not what happens to you in Ugh. life. It's how you react to these things. I get it. It's bad. He's an all-star from last year. He's projected to be your ace. Someone will rise. Or maybe now, King Cohen. Not allowed on the show anymore. That's the what you guys used to say well, here. That's what we used to say. Now, if Cohen actually does something, the crown can be restored. Okay. Me and Sal have this. Now we use Steve Cohen. Moneybag Co. and the Make It Happen <laughs> Mets. That's what I call him. Step up. Go sign Jordan Montgomery today. Uh, uh, you got Boris's number? Yeah, they do. Make they it do. happen, Mets. You know, let me, let me throw this at you. BT and Sal, Keith is sitting in here, 877-337-6666, uh, inside of our Town Fair Tower studio. Our friends at Town Fair remind you that you always get the guaranteed lowest price on name brand tires from Connecticut to Maine. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. Keith, and I mean this in all sincerity. I appreciate, forget about the Sanka stuff for a second, which I unfortunately believe is bad. Not, not, meh. Bad. Could be bad. 
It could be. I, I unfortunately think it's going to be bad, and I really hope that I'm wrong. But forget about that. All the other stuff that you said. I appreciate the, the 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 optimistic slant, and it's not to lose. You know, like yeah, I mean McNeil's hit three twenty five before. He he's a hitter, batting champ, no doubt. Marte's a solid player. Stay healthy. All the things that Keith just said, it's not preposterous to think that some of them can happen. This rotation is awful. It's terrible. It's it's. You're thinking you're thinking Luis Severino is going to look like how he looked last year. I actually with the think Yankees. Luis does bounce back a little bit. I do okay. think because with the tipping, like his, his Jose deal, Quintana, you're not high on. Uh, I'm okay with him, but if Sanga, like, it's just the whole pecking order. Like, I really like Sanga. Don't love him as an ace right now. He's not even there. So number two, and I fear he won't be there for a, a while. So number two to ascends to number one. Number two should really be a four. You're not beating the Braves in the – who are you beating? You're not beating the Braves regardless. I just think that now right. you have to pivot. Now you go use that money that you have the richest owner in the sport for, and you say, okay, emergency. Our ace is not going to be available for opening day, and Jordan Montgomery just won a World Series. He's familiar with New York. He literally fits the mold of all the Yankees that you signed under Carlos Mendoza, former Yankee. I'm sure they know each other. Go yeah. out and get him. Plug him in. And then things feel a little bit better going into opening day. Okay. Now, listen, I have, I have – I've been okay – I think there's been pockets of frustration, and I'm not even a Mets fan, but I've been frustrated, like, at some of the, most of the, inactivity with the Mets this offseason. However, Keith, I've also said, I get the big picture. If you really want to build this out and find your own Austin Riley and Acuna and, you know, get somebody like Matt, although Pete's very good, obviously, but Olsen, the core of the Braves and all that they have, you've got to do this organically. You've got to reset. You've got to re can reestablish a pipeline of minor league activity. I think Stearns' play is very good long-term. This year could be tough. Do you think, though, if Cohen, let's say it's 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 really bad with Sanga. Let's say if, if I'm, my instincts are, are right, and I hope I'm not. But if it is, do you think that Cohen's going to flex now and all of a sudden say, like, all right, Montgomery, here's 150. Bauer, Trevor Bauer, here's one year, seven, eight That's million dollars. Man. Well, I mean, despite the PR hit. I don't know if Cohen will even flip even if he has to. Do you? I think that now you use that superpower. That's your strongest asset. That's the whole thing that you used to do, and you went away from it. Philosophy change. Okay, we're going back to it, right? This is my team, and now we don't have Kodai Senga. Maybe they want Blake Snell. No, they're not going to get Blake Snell. All the Yankee fans are like, Keith, wait, wait, wait. Last night we were sure Blake Snell yeah. was signing with the Yankees. I saw those reports, those fake ones. I Man. was getting excited, too. I actually think Blake Snell's coming at some point. It's Yankees Twitter. It's fake life. Social media is not real. Nope. You guys fall for anything, but... You have the owner that that money, it doesn't matter. And this is a good fallback plan, right? The, the fact that Jordan Montgomery's still available, he might even be so pissed off at the Yankees that he relishes this opportunity. Mm-hmm. I'd be on the phone. I'd at least be on the phone with Scott Boris today. 100%. 100%. Okay. Listen, if you're just tuning in, uh, the, you know, and again, I, I want to stay in my lane. I want to be, I want to be responsible. That's always what we strive to do, but we got to react. And David Stearns just told you it's not the elbow. I thought it was going to be the elbow. I'm thinking arm fatigue, the elbow, which, you know, if, if it's forearm tightness, you know, historically, generally a precursor to Tommy John, it's not that. It's the shoulder. The shoulder capsule is far more delicate, uh, far more unpredictable in terms of if there is a surgical procedure. If you're a pitcher, and, and you have the option of elbow or shoulder. You take the elbow 1,000 out of 1,000 times over the shoulder. It's the shoulder, and your GM just told you that your ace will not be ready for opening day. But it's day. not Tommy Where's John. Where's the positivity? So... No, I know it's not. But you'd prefer Tommy John because with the shoulder, 
I don't even want to go down but this it's a strain. Go ahead. I, I just think that with a shoulder strain, this is something they could rehab, regain the strength yep. in a month and a half. Maybe he just misses the first month of the season. Maybe he's able to regain the strength. I think this is what happens when you have been off for so much, you know, so uh, so many months, and, and you start to throw again, and you start to torque it up. It's like, wait, 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 wait. I think this is something that, like, they might have actually dodged missing him the whole year, but now it makes you act. Maybe Trevor Bauer, maybe Jordan Montgomery. I'm not ready to hit the panic button, but I think that this is going to raise the sense of urgency in Metsland. But they're used to this. DeGrom two years ago. Oh, they're used to it. That's comforting. Oh, no, so they're used to this. Way, DeGrom like, two that, years ago, Verlander last year. <laughs> yeah, they're used to going into camp, uh, and their ace is hurt as soon as he starts to throw. That's true. All right, let's get to you. Uh, 877-337-6666-1012 on the fan. BT and Sal. Keith the sitting in. Let me get... Uh, Frankie on Long Island. What's going on, Frankie? You're on the fan. How are you? Hey, boys. Listen, I think the Mets are just completely screwed. This is, like, horrible. I feel like if the Mets don't go out and get a Jordan Montgomery or a Blake Snell or a Trevor Bauer, they are done. Like, this is, like, no new news to me, but this is just horrible. Like, what's going on? It's depressing, dude. I mean, that's... Yeah. Like, you can't even, it's, it's kind of, it's, I won't say it's exactly the same with Rodgers and the Jets, but I mean, geez, can you get off the starting block before I things know. start coming at you? I'm not, I'm not leaning into it. Not today. Nope. Not today, yeah. Mets fans. Make it happen. It's okay. Like, I expected this to happen with the Yankees. Honestly, like, it happened with Carlos Rodon last year. I've said it on the fan. I'm like, this is what happens in the first week. Somebody's going to get hurt. I mean, the Yankees find out about Scott F. Ross and Lou Trevino and whatever. Yeah. But it sucks because Kodai Senga is expected to be your ace. But you have an owner that can fix this problem tonight. You do, in theory. Has he shown you any any glimpses recently that no, something's I, coming? Clearly he's fallen back. Clearly he's uh, letting his president of baseball operations run the show. But he owns the team. Mm-hmm. He can step in and say, oh, okay, you know what? We didn't make a big splash. They think we're punting on the season. Let's throw our fan base a bone. Kodai Senga is hurt. Now let's go out and sign Jordan Montgomery or even take a flyer on Trevor Bauer. Or, I don't know, David Stearns, make a trade for somebody. But let's not just say, oh, we're going to go and we're going to elevate uh, Joey Lucchese or Tyler McGill or David yeah, Peterson. Peterson. The, because right now you look at their rotation and you think that's the weakness of the team. Yes, absolutely I do. There's no question. Let me get Frank up in Yonkers, uh, BT and Sal. What's going on, Frank? Hi, I was gonna I was gonna talk about the court I singer situation. That guy basically said what I was gonna say. This guy should go out and, and sign Jordan Montgomery or Blake Snell, somebody because we the pitching the rotation is weak. Yeah, I it's, mean you know, it's bad. It's bad. You know, I don't think Frankie. I don't think that and, and Keith obviously. I don't think that Blake Snell makes any sense for the Mets. They're not gonna go no out sense. Blake Snell. But now, Jordan Montgomery, that, yes. I know they're not gonna get him, but Jordan Montgomery they should go out and get. Their rotation is weak. Who would have thought we would have said that three years ago, that the rotation is weak, right? I feel bad because we had the Edwin Diaz thing last year as well going into the season, and it's like it's like they can't dodge a bullet. Like It's like something. Like I already said DeGrom, Verlander, and now here we go with Kodai Senga, but I don't want it to be so much doom and gloom, rain on the parade, up, you know, typical Mets, waiting for the other shoe to drop. The sky is mm-hmm. always falling. No, this is supposed to be a new era. This is supposed to be David Stern's Mets. This is supposed to be... I don't want to call him king. Uncle Steve's Mets, go out there and do what you can 
to fix the situation. I, I appreciate the resilience that I know some Met fans are putting on right now and, and, and mustering up. I did it with Rodgers. I had no choice. I get it. When you're a fan of a team that just doesn't reward you that much and things go awry at this point before the season, this far in advance of the first it's uh, the first game, it's so deflating. Learn from the Jets. Yeah, well, but, no, but the Jets didn't have a good season. What are you going to learn? Because Aaron Rodgers goes down in four plays and you rest on your laurels and you say, yep, Zach, Zach Wilson gives us the best opportunity oh, to saying. win. So make some moves Learn, that the Jets that, that the Jets didn't make. Can't let that happen. Yeah. Step up. You know what worries me though, Keith? And I get that. Listen, maybe they will. Um, maybe it's a Bauer. Maybe it's a Montgomery. I'd be fine with that. But back to Sanga for a second. Like even if Kodai Sanga right now was a hundred percent healthy. There's still an issue with him being the ace. He pitched 166 innings a year ago. You know, manipulate the off day, six days in Japan, yep. five here, different baseball. You know, Slope so, of the mound. He had an adjustment, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And he pitched incredibly well. I think Sang is awesome. I mean, sure. I, I think he's legitimately, I think, now Sal disagrees, but I think Kodai Sanga can be, I really mean this, a number two on a World Series team. That's how much, I like Kodai Sanga. But as you're one where... You know, the availability every five days and going deep because of the pitch limit inning for the pitch, uh, the innings limit. Now, Jim's telling he's not even going to be ready for opening day. Well, I, I thought he was going to be a number two this oh, year to God. Yashinobu Yamamoto. Yeah. I listened to this show and no, I was well, sure Yamamoto well, no, no, was no, no, coming no, 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 no. to Queens. That part of the studio. Stick it to your boy, Sal. <laughs> don't, don't, don't. Not on my doorstep. So I thought he was going to the If they were willing to pay two or $325 million to Yamamoto, don't you still have that money to use on somebody else? You do, and it's a great point. Sal brings it up, but here's what people miss. The 320, I'm not going to get too deep in the weeds of the finances, but the short version is this. If you're giving Yamamoto 325, yes, you've got literally 325 that you're willing to spend. I agree. Everybody gets it. That's a basic concept. But with Yamamoto coming, it's more like 150 mil because the Japanese revenue stream that yeah. comes in offsets a massive chunk of the contract. If you sign Montgomery, I mean, he's good. He'll make you better. I don't see advertisers. You get the Yankee the... revenue stream. We'll come to City Field and root on our Yankee oh, Mets. Yeah, LGYM, let's oh, go Yankee Mets. Oh, he's sticking it to you already. Look at him. He's sticking <laughs> with a smile. Listen, he's trying to come in a little soft. Not softer, but a little different approach These are my the Mets. Days. I've never, I've never been Mets. more familiar with the Mets team. I've never watched the Mets as much yeah. as I have yeah, I also don't know anybody years. who makes more fun of them than you on social media. And I get the rep as the Met hater. This guy's always hitting them. Uh, BT and Sal Keith is hanging with me today. Good to have him in. Let's get back to you. Uh, Lawrence uh, is a big New York guy out in Oklahoma. Lawrence, what's happening, buddy? This is like the most Mets thing ever to have yeah. happen. And I was I was just making the comparison uh, before with uh, Danielle that the Jets and the Mets have this thing where you think things are going to go smoothly and nothing goes smoothly. But to, to uh, Keith's point, there is no expectation for this team. So it kind of makes things fun. You know what? This is a circus. And, uh, and uh, I, no one's a Mets fan because we're good. No one's a Mets fan because we win. We're all Mets fans because we enjoy pain. And, uh, you know, strap <laughs> oh in, ladies. Let's get it. <laughs> oh, my God. Keith, I, I thought mean, it was listen. supposed to be different now. I, I thought this was a different era right. now, right? Mm. I thought you had the new George Steinbrenner. I mm. thought that this was the new gold standard of baseball. Then go be that. Go do that. This is different now. You've got the black jerseys back. You had Old Timers Day. There's a statue outside of City Field now. Go be that. You can. I believe in you. LGYM. Retired Kuzman's number. 
retired Keats number. Doc and Daryl. Yeah, getting we their can't day this ruin year. Doc and Daryl's oh, day my this goodness. year. Uh, you know, I was joking with Sal. I'm like, we get a little pinstripe up there for Doc and Daryl and a little half Yankee. Yeah, I might have number. to show up to City Field for those. That's it's, this sucks. it's more Yankee Met energy. We are with you guys. We're not. We're not laughing at you guys. I, I'm definitely not. I'm actually. I'm, I'm lamenting the season that the Met fan is staring at right now because I've been there with my teams and it's the worst and it's demoralizing. And it's deflating. And it's almost as if it feels like it's never going to end. Think about this. And you said it. Last year was Diaz. Verlander was last um, uh, Scherzer was last year. Verlander, uh, Verlander and Scherzer both injured before opening day. Diaz obviously went down. The year, two years ago. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, come on. Can this team catch a break? It's a joke. All right, 877. 877-337-6666. That is Keith in for my guy, Sal. Prayers up to the entire Lakata family. We got you, brother. Rooting for you, praying for you. Uh, I did, uh, as did Hoff, we, we spoke to Sal a little bit last night. Long day in the hospital. Um, but uh, they're going to get through it, man. So Sal will be back tomorrow, which uh, which will be nice for him to get a, a little respite from what's been a tough couple days for sure. All right, BT and Sal with Keith on the fan. World Series over. Yankees win the Yankees. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. It's their 27th World Championship. The most of any team in any sport in the history of professional sports. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. All right, 1026, back on the fan. BT and Sal here. Brandon Tierney, Sal, the Cotter Show. Heath is sitting in. All right, so the Mets, a, a little update here, uh, because obviously Stearns was talking while we started the show. And Kodai Sanga news, if you guys are just tuning in, many of you already know this, if not the quick reset, he is going to be shut down for the foreseeable future uh, with a shoulder issue. And Stearns said he does not think that he'll be ready for opening day. Now, Keith, how do you take this? He also said that he does expect him to make a lot of starts this year. Yeah. And they will not go and pursue additional starting pitching. So, I mean, that's that's somewhat favorable, I would I would think. Yeah, I think he expects him to be back. I don't know when. There's no timetable. But I also think this is a guy who's very calculated and measured. Like, he's not going to make a knee-jerk reaction and go sign Jordan Montgomery to a big deal or take a flyer on Trevor Bauer. He's just going to elevate, like I said, one of Joey Lucchese, Tyler McGill, David Peterson, guys that made starts for you last year, and they're going to wait for Kodai Senga to come back. But that does nothing for the fans. That does nothing oh, for the fan base. Nothing. If you're already down on this rotation Oof. and you lose Senga, your all-star, your ace, now you're even more down and you're like, whatever, this season's going to suck. Mm-hmm. I, Keith, I don't know any Met fans who are truly – you know, outside of, you know, convincing themselves, which I respect and, and I've been there, that this season, you know, has a chance to be better than most people think. I don't know any Met fans who are, are like, excited about, yes, the opening day's fun, you know, the chill in the air, baseball's back, they're down in Port St. Lucie now, but I don't know a single Met fan that is truly enthused about the prospects of the season. I don't know one. I know Evan tried to drum it up yesterday, but it was more on the premise of, like, this is baseball. We don't know. And that's what oh, I've been saying. You yeah. can't predict baseball. Once you think you got it figured out, it goes left. And I I think they have a good core and nucleus of proven players that if they stay healthy, they're going to perform. I think the bullpen's better. Edwin Diaz is arguably the best closer in the game. If they have leads this year, they're not going to blow it. I think there's a chance that they can compete. Uh, someone called yesterday and they told me to rank the teams in the NL 
East, and I okay, obviously go put, for the, put the I'll Braves. Well. Put the Braves up top. You no, have to. Braves are just their style. Everything about them. Now yep. they got Chris Sale. We'll see what he looks like mm-hmm. this year. And then the Phillies. The Phillies were you know right back in the NLCS. They're stacked. Yep. But then in the middle. Tim Anderson just signed with the Marlins. Not that that's going to put him over, but I put the Marlins so in I. the middle over the Mets. Me too. But I'm not going to put the Mets below the Washington Nationals. Neither am I. We have the same exact order. Okay. Now, let me ask you this. Do you think there's a better chance that the Mets jump over the Marlins and are third or fall behind the Nationals and are five? I mean, if it's all doomsday. And, what do you think? And, I mean, and, uh, I just. Stuff? I, that's why you put a band aid on this. That's why you, you make a move. But David Stearns, he's got this demeanor about him where he's just like unfazed and, uh, yeah, well, you know, I, I you know it's all right. And he's going to make plenty of starts. Your rotation was already weak. Yeah. Now it's weak in like the first week of camp. And your fan base is going to show up to Port St. Lucie like, hey, come on. Yeah, Who's throwing the ball? That's that's the whole point of the game. Pitching, throwing the ball. <sighs> it's good, though, to hear and, and optimistic Evan Roberts. Although at this point, you know, Evan with the beard and the, the tie-dye hippie bandana. I mean, he's probably taking hallucinogens <laughs> in the woods. He's going to come on the air today and say they're going to win 95 games at this no, point. No, I think today Evan's going to change <laughs> Reality? His... Yeah, because <laughs> they've just gone through this so much. It's yeah. deja vu. That's why I said it's on brand. That sucks. All right, let's get back to you guys. 877-337-6666. BT and Sal. Floral Park, Kevin on the fan. What up, Kev? Hey, guys. Uh, morning. Uh, big fan of you both. Uh, BT, I've listened to you for, I don't know, over 20 years. And um, and uh, Keith, I've listened to you uh, for a while. Remember your first radio show? So Like two and a uh, half guys, years. You going know on what? three, yeah. He heard your first one. There you go. It's a fan from yeah, that. I nice. appreciate people that are like, hey, oh, yeah. I was listening when well, you, you first you started. Always- yep. You have Tony Page, I remember, a few months back. I was on a radio show with you. Yeah, Tony. Oh, uh, I had Steve Summers on last night. I, I always bring those guys awesome. back. They've been great to me. And great. Kev, hold your point for one sec, by the way, because I I don't know if it would even come up again. I love that you bring the old the old guys back. Yeah, because I've back. developed yeah. a relationship yeah, with cool. them. They give me advice, yeah. and, I, and I always text uh, Tony Page, and then I literally call Steve's landline. Yeah, you didn't text him back. Yeah, you didn't text. <laughs> you got to call him. <laughs> yeah, Steve yeah. is landline only. Yes, he is. Go ahead, Kev. Hey, hey guys. I, I got to tell you, I feel like the East Coast Cubs. Like, uh. what, what can go wrong will go wrong. And now the Mets, anybody out there, go out there and have a nurse that can take a pulse and find a pitcher. And you know what? Here's the unsexy call of the day. Yeah. Trade Alonzo. It's well, time to trade Pete. Nah. I mean, Kev, you know I've been this saying can't that. This can't make you, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> It's time to iron tot. No, sky no, the is iron's, falling. The iron's the sky is falling. It's 22 days into February. <laughs> yeah, I mean, today's not the day to get into the. But I will add this and then move on because I don't want to get bogged down with let's trade Pete. We've had that discussion. People know where I stand. Uh, people know where Sal stands. We've discussed it a ton. But like, if the Sanka stuff is is real and it, it bleeds deeper into the season and they're further compromised to top the rotation and they're even worse than I think. I think they'll be about a 77-ish, 78-win team. That's what I've said. If they're worse than that, it could slightly increase the prospects of trading him during the season. Yeah. It could. I I don't think that they should do that, though. I've been really like campaigning for Pete as the face of the franchise. He, he wants his money. I like the fact that this past Saturday he said he's open to an extension talk. Yeah. There's not a hard deadline of opening day like Aaron Judge had. Like Pete knows who he is, where he is, where he wants to be, and he knows that Scott Boris works for him. So, they're, they're, But he also knows that David Stearns is running the show and there's a 0% chance that they're going to extend him. They're going to see how he plays. They're going to evaluate him, and now you lose your ace. And if this bleeds through the whole organization and puts more pressure on a Luis Severino or a Jose Quintana or yep. Sean Manaya and these guys don't perform, 
the, the voices on the outside are going to start getting really loud. They're already loud. All, we haven't had one call to say, no, this is all right. Like, well, And we won't. I, I, I'm trying. Yeah. I'm trying to tell you guys the sky's not falling. It's about how you react to it. I know Stearns just came out and said they're not going to make a move, but maybe somebody else will rise. Maybe these guys will step their game up. Maybe this will raise the urgency in camp. Let's go back to the phones on the fan here. BT and Sal with Keith sitting in for Sal. Matt's in Brick, New Jersey. What's happening, Matty? What's going on, BT? Long good. time no talk. How you been, bro? I'm doing great, man. What's going on? Good, cool. Cool, good to see you uh, here, Keith, too. I like that he's uh, on with you. Coming from South. Yeah, New Jersey, cool. the shore area. Yeah, so, baby. That's our area, baby. Hey, uh, I think the Trevor Bauer, we could, I mean, we could go for him, but not freaking out. I mean, our rotation is our rotation. I mean, well, not necessarily did, because, did, we, did we, our, but, did, but hold on one sec, Matt. I don't mean to jump on you there. We, yeah, but that, that, that's almost, that's, I, and I'm not going to say that you're lazy, but that's a little bit of a lazy take. Like our rotations are rotation. Well, with Sanga, the rotation's not very good. Without him, uh, what is it, expansion level? I mean, right, where well, is well, it? I'm yeah, what I'm saying is we're, we're trying to go crazy on signing Pete and signing this and signing that. I think uh, Uncle Stevie became more of an owner and less of a fan and gave the, mm. the keys to this guy. And I don't know if he's going to make the right decisions. We got to lean on him to hope he makes the right decisions and pick up the right tools that we need before opening day. Go ahead, Keith. Why don't you take it? I agree, by the way, Matt. Good call, Keith. Go ahead. I don't know, man. I'm just thinking more and more. I'm getting into my own head that like this is the perfect storm of now you have David Stearns who's in control, and it's not Billy Epler. And like, if this happens to Billy Epler and Steve Cohen, they they adapt. They go make a move. They they literally go buy another arm. But you have Stearns who's like, yeah, whatever. Like he'll be back. He's gonna make some starts. And yeah, our young guys they need more time in the minors. And like it's okay. It's yeah. perfectly fine. Let's see what happens in camp. Like he's not gonna overreact. But the fans are gonna overreact. And you already were overreacting to this offseason that wasn't what you were used to from the last three years. Keith, I'm trying to latch on to this optimistic mindset that that you're pushing. All right. And I feel a lot better about this if I thought the Mets had a lineup that they can win some some games by outslugging people. Yeah, I don't think that they do. You know, that's that's part of the reason why I think it was going to be such a rough season before the Sanka stuff because I don't like the rotation. The lineup's better than the rotation. Go sign J.D. Martinez. You don't want to sign a pitcher? Go sign J.D. Martinez. <laughs> well, you know what's funny? The truth of the matter, they should. Yeah. I mean, here's the crazy thing. I, I know it's money. I get it. I, I Fine. You want to get some young kids at bats? Got it. But, like, the value... And you appreciate this as a former athlete. Like, if you want to run the kids out there, which is a good thing, let them eat a little bit, see where you're at, and then you make intelligent decisions based on their performance. But there's great value in having somebody, whether it would have been Justin Turner mm -hmm. or, you know, or or obviously J.D. Martinez or somebody else of that ilk around the batting cage in the clubhouse. Jorge Soler. I know they yeah, weren't going to pay him what he got for the Giants, but it's like, man, but it's like, like, throw the, the fans a bone. This is New York. You you literally can't punt on the season. But it looks like they are. They're not going it. They're not doing anything. And you know how it works here with the Yankees having Juan Soto and all the pictures coming out from Photo Day and Alex Verdugo and everybody gushing over Marcus Stroman and what uh, Garrett Cole and, and and Aaron Judge and what we have with the Yankees. Here comes here comes the Mets this year where it's like, no, this is fine. Like the meme where the dog is sitting there with the, the mug and, and everything's burning oh, around the, him. The cartoon, the this fire. This is fine. This is fine. Uh, it's not fine. No, it's not. But here's the issue. I think this is where maybe you and I disagree or maybe others disagree. It wasn't fine before this news. Exactly. Like, so this now, doesn't change the pro 
I mean, it hurts it, but it's not like so it now you can't shifts. you can't sit on your hands anymore. You can't keep going with the strategy of like, yeah, we'll make some marginal moves, we'll sign some no name guys, one year deals. You have to throw this fan base a bone because you need them. It's a business. You need them to show up to opening day. You need them to fill up the ballpark. You need them to be excited about the season. You said yourself that you think this can be a playoff team. You just took a big hit losing your ace, mm. and we don't know when he's going to be back. Yeah. So throw the fans a bone by if you don't want to go sign Jordan Montgomery. Then, like Evan Roberts said, we need a stick. Then go sign J.D. Martinez to be your D.H. And don't sell us on Mark Vientos. Yeah, I don't. Th- I think Vientos is the worst. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the prospects. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. Testaverde will take the snap, go to one knee. This game is over. The Jets lock up their first playoff appearance. Since 1991, on a 21-16 victory over the Miami Dolphins. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. All right, B-Team Sal on The Fan, 1044 here. Brandon Tierney, Sal the Show. Keith is in. So... I got to tell you, though, I thought about this, and and I hear you, Keith, about making a move, you know, whether it's Montgomery, whether it's Bauer, which from a PR perspective seems like it's never going to happen for the Yankees or the Mets. Um, I, I I don't think that that's the right move for the Mets because it's a temporary galvanization, for lack of a better word. I Listen, Mets fans have been unhappy this offseason because Stearns has done nothing. I got that. Stearns is here for a reason, and he's here to build it organically. And when the Mets were at their apex in 86, how did they get there? Doc was drafted. Darryl was drafted. Mookie was there. He was drafted. Wally was part of the system. Letty Dykstra part of the system. Kevin Mitchell, Every team in every sport does it with homegrown, developed talent. And the Mets got to start now. And to start throwing around. And I like Jordan Montgomery. I do. I, I I don't love him for the Yankees. I know why he'd be a better fit for the Mets. And he still fits the timeline of competing in two years or so when the Mets get this thing going, hopefully. But I would not 
and I, I didn't feel like this at the start of the show. I would not overreact. I would actually do nothing. I would lay out. I would let this just materialize with Sanga how it's going to, and just trot out some arms. And and if you got to take it on the chin, you take it on the chin. It's gonna suck for the fans. Stick with the blueprint. Well, I mean, we're not even uh, an hour into this news breaking, and they're telling you they're not going to do anything. And I think that's David Stearns talking to the media, just trying to tell people, like, you know, this just happened. Relax. We're not going to overreact. We'll see what happens in spring training because they're literally about to evaluate their pitching. They're literally about to assess what they have. It's unfortunate that this happened to the ace in his second year after being an all-star, the guy that you were expecting to take the ball on opening day. Now he's not, but they're not going to overreact by signing Jordan Montgomery. And uh, they're, they're not interested in throwing the fans a bone, clearly. Right, they're not listening to the fans when uh, they're making moves to sign, um, you know, Luke Voigt and G Man Choi. When yep. you're saying sign, you know, sign us an actual DH. We have the universal DH, and they're like, uh, we'll make little marginal marginal moves. So if they hadn't done that this whole winter, why they're deviate not, now? They're not going to overreact. They're not going to. And do you, it now. so so you identify what they're doing like me, but we still seem to process it a little different. Like throwing the fans a bone. I get it, and it would be great for the fans, and I would be happy for them, but it wouldn't change the bottom line. So why not and just too, almost, right? They don't. I, be ca- you know, I play, don't even want to say be, this. Be callous and just stick to your plan. I don't think they expect to compete in their own division and in the National League. They, they don't. Can, they can say it, but what, they, what they're saying and what they're doing are two different things. Mm-hmm. If they actually thought that they could compete in the NL East and in the NL, which now when you look at the NL with the billion dollars that the Dodgers spent – uh, what God. we expect the Braves to be again. I even with the you know we were just talking about the Central. We just saw that uh, Pirates are coming. Mitch Keller, like the Pirates, never spend money, and they actually had an extension out there, five years, I think, seventy-seven million, because they think that they could potentially win the Central. I think that Stearns and Cohen are looking at this year as a transitional year, a reset year. Get some money off the books. We're not going to put more money out there because we still have money on the books, and we're not going to overreact to this first injury this first setback of the spring and i think that that's actually the prudent play it's the painful move but see i think through. it's the right it's, it's one february 22nd yep. let's see what happens when it's march 22nd and we're going into opening day and i don't know i i i feel for you're the trying to convince fans. you going back and forth a little yeah, bit yeah because you know what i want i want to sell you the dream i want to i want to build you up i don't want to be the guy but like as i'm looking at the calls and as i'm looking at twitter it's it's misery. Come on, dude. You you know baseball. You know the roster, and you know that this isn't it. And you knew that this isn't it before you came in to do the show today because you were on the air last night. All last week I've night. been trying to say, come nah. on, they can. <laughs> yeah, but that's different. Keith, think about this. That's different. And I did that with the Jets, the whole unkillable thing, and I meant it in real time. I <laughs> don't you want a lunatic? I meant it in real time. I was trying to basically half convince myself and half, you know, get my my brethren up there. So I, I understand the mental gymnastics, but. Aside from trying to inspire and almost reverse the apparent reality, deep down you know that the roster's in a massive transition. You know it. You watch baseball every night. You know the roster's not good. Yeah. Good. I don't know. I can't drum up anything. I can't fake it. This isn't good. And if they're not going to make a move and they're just okay with it, it's telling everybody, like, don't. Don't expect much. Again, the yeah. expectations were already low. Now they're even lower. By the way, we're going to get some Julius Randle stuff a little later. 877-337-6666. BT and Sal, all the fan. Anthony's in Bridgewater. What's going on, Ant? What's up, guys? Thanks you? for taking my call. You got it. But, um, I'm, I, I'm just a depleted Mets fan, and we're not even in the middle of July yet. That's the issue. Listen, here's the thing. 
what was the biggest weakness on this team before yesterday? Starting, Starting pitching. pitching the rotation. That's the issue. You can't go into this season. Here's the thing. You can't just hang up on a season before a season starts. You're the New York Mets. You are Steve Cohen. What does that mean? Can, King Cohen. We're the New York Mets. What is that? The new what version of the New York what, what, what Mets. They're the new gold standard what, what, of baseball what, in the city. Well, no. What, what it means is you're not the Florida Marlins or the Brewers where you can't. You don't have the resources. You gotcha. do have the resources. Okay. You have three free agents out there still. Yep. Yeah, you want to say Bauer, that's fine. I'll give him one. You have Snell. You have Montgomery. You're gonna, there's no reason why one of them can't be on the Mets. Here's it's not why. happening. You have, you have Alonzo for this year, hopefully in the future. Yep. You have Nimmo set for a long time. Yep. You have Lindor set for a long time. This team is built not only for now, but four or five years from now. So regardless of if this year is not good or not where you want it to be, you sign someone now, a stopgap guy, that's going to be good for you this year. You have f- starters that are four and fives right now. And I'm going to be quite honest with you, even the fours and the fives, I don't even think they're good. These guys are... Hauser, uh, Lucchese, these guys are not even starters pitching. I agree. This team right now is the worst Mets starting pitching that I could ever remember being a Mets fan going Oh, my God. That is, that is some statement. We have to examine well, this, Keith. Well, thank you for calling. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We'll give the 62 version, the expansion team, the nod for being the worst ever. Right? We'll do that. That seems like it's fairly easy. The worst Jose ever? Jose Quintana oh started God. a playoff game two years ago for the Cardinals. Man. Luis Severino, I know, I know it's tough coming from us as Yankee fans to try and build up Luis Severino coming off last year. <laughs> Sean Manaya a couple years ago, I wanted the Yankees to get him from the Oakland A's. So did I. I can't tell you. So I can't, did I. I can't tell you anything about Adrian Hauser. I can't. Yeah, I can't no. tell you that he's going to do anything for you. I mean, I'm just listen. I'm older than Keith, so I'm trying to take you back as my dad's a Mets fan, and I remember. You know, I watched the Mets a lot growing up every day. Connor's corner of those bad teams, early '80s. Even, like, very vague, vague snapshot recollection of the 70s, but certainly caught up in terms of what I didn't watch, I, I know. Now, those Met teams, when Tory was the skipper, Mazzilli, Pat Zachary, you know, Dave Kingman, Henderson, Doug Flynn, Ron Hodges, Alex Trevino, those guys. I can't imagine, Neil Allen, I, I, I can't imagine that, that those staffs were... We're not. This cannot be the worst staff in the history of the Mets. Is what I'm saying. No, I mean, there's a lot of competition, but this can't be it. They're not that bad. They're just not going. Well, no, compete. no, they're bad. They're, I just don't know if they're all time <laughs> Mets bad. They're bad. I dude. don't know, man. <laughs> they bad. Uh, this isn't fun for me. No, I, it's I, not. I'm not taking any satisfaction in this on February 22nd. Uh, it is a complete reversal of where you were, where you thought you were with this new owner, with some of the guys that are signed to big money on this team. It, it's just such a letdown. It's unfortunate, but like, try and see the bright side that it's February 22nd. He can come back. I don't expect him to make a move because David Stearns is not going to overreact. But maybe, like I said, in camp, maybe this, you know, your leaders like Francisco Lindor, like Pete Alonso, maybe they raise the urgency and they say, we got to step up. Okay. I, I like that. That that would be nice. Greg is in Mayapac, New York, BT and Sal. Keith is here. <laughs> Thanks for Keith taking is the here. Call, What's guys? up, Greg? Yeah. What's up, buddy? Um,. I know the Mets are, are, are trying very hard to, to build a mediocre team here. I, I, I get it. But they, 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 it seems that their plan is to flip the switch in 25, and all of a sudden they're going to win, which I don't know how, they, how you just flip. I played sports for 35 years. I don't know how you just flip a switch and win, but okay. You don't. 
Your okay. instincts are right. Okay. You don't. You have to but build it now, organically. My, my, yeah. my question is, guys, Jordan Montgomery is out there. They were willing to throw $300 million at a guy who's never thrown a pitch. Jordan Montgomery's out there. He's proven he, he can pitch in New York. He's proven he can pitch in the postseason. What are they doing? Sign the guy. Keith, Keith thinks they should. I'm, I'm a little less. Keith, I, go ahead. I sell think, it, man. I think they should. Jordan Thank Montgomery you, is a champion. He's, he's pitched here in New York, like you just said. I'm not sure exactly how much he's looking for, but this late in the game, I think you kind of have the upper hand, especially with losing your ace. And you know what? Uh, we were just talking to Dove about this, right? What do you expect David Stearns to come out and say, like, we're in the market for a starter now. No, no, no. You know, you know, he's got to play the game a little bit too. But like I said, I'd be on the phone. I would check on it. I would see, hey, Scott, uh, what's Jordan looking for? He's not going to be able to go back to Texas when he where he won the World Series. No. Maybe he's interested in coming back to New York. I, I just, I, I, I can't believe that they're actually like just going to be like just sit on their hands and be like, no, nah, we're good. Our ace just went down. Yeah, we're not going to overreact because that shows everybody that's a fan of the Mets that they're actually really not trying to compete. They're not trying to be a playoff team. If they just say, yeah, uh, he'll be back. I plan on uh, Kodai Senga making plenty starts this year. Yeah, and just to connect the dots historically from what I was saying before, and, and Keith, obviously, this is before your time. The Mets, right? So you late 70s, I mean, dude, you're talking about a run where the New York Mets in succession won 64. I, I left out Craig Swan. Craig Swan was actually pretty good. That, he, he really was their race with, uh, with Pat Zachary after uh, Tom Seaver was gone. Anyway. 64 wins, 66 wins, 63 wins, 67 wins, and in the strike year of 81, they were 41 and 62. Then the next year, 80, they were 65 and 97. So I would have to think if it is a small consolation prize, and I'm not so sure that it is, Mets fans, this is not the worst rotation in the history of the Mets. No, it's not, but it's crazy, man. This is uh, the Mets that have had Tom Seaver and Jacob deGrom and Doc R.A. Dickey. Yeah, Cy Young. <laughs> man, don't sleep on Cy uh, Don't sleep on R.A. Dickey. There's no way that, that Steve Cohen can be all right with this. He has to come in and overrule in the next month, right, to say, okay, if it's if it's that bad with Kodai Senga, let's get another guy. Because if you don't have another guy, we're really not going to compete. And you can't lay down like that after you set an expectation of five years to win a championship. I know we all act like that was never said now. Yeah, but, like, there, was, there were high expectations with this owner, and now we're just letting him fall and fade into the background mm. and look at David Stearns. David Stearns is not going to flinch. Mm. Calling out the owner a little bit. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight 
better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Dick Keith. Of course. I, I met Steve in, in Legends during the Subway series. <laughs> I said, you've done a great job. Keep keep at it. <laughs> this guy. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Manning back, steps up, heaves one down the middle of the field, into the end zone, and Knicks makes the catch for the touchdown. He went up with the big hands and caught it on the Hail Mary on the final play of the half. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. All right, Leadville 2 back on the fan. BT and Sal, Brandon Tierney, Sal Licata Show. I want to get sedated. Mets fans <laughs> looking for a little uh, little reprieve here, a little respite from hopefully not the reality of uh, a dark season. This is, now, it could turn. The news with Stearns was fairly ominous. But I, I can't. Remember, and maybe I'm just missing something obvious. And if I am, by all means, check me, call me out. We'll get back to these phones. But Keith, like, it's just, it's, it feels like there's no hope going into the season for the Mets. Nah, hope springs eternal. It's spring training. Some people yeah. haven't even got down there yet. Like, we wait all winter for this. We we want to erase that 75 win season from our. Come on, we can't. I can't. I can't okay. jump in that on it, man. I'm good. trying to find any ounce of positivity. I know I'm a Yankee fan, and the Yankees were 82 and 80 last year, and I can't wait for them to start just that first game. So it's like, yo, don't, don't, don't even mention 82 and 80 anymore. Mm-hmm. But man, uh, I just, I can't escape the fact it, that this it, is so on brand, and that we've seen this before. And it's like every year we already ran through the names of Edwin Diaz, Justin Verlander, DeGrom. Jacob Degrom. There's uh, there's probably more. There's Mets fans listening. They probably can go through a whole list. Wait till you see on Twitter where they're gonna be like, "How many years have yeah. we started off spring train?" I I just went to look to see if, if Sal put anything out, and yesterday he put out. Now it feels like baseball season, almost preemptively saying like, "Yeah, was expecting this. He did. You didn't do enough in the off season, and the guy that you were banking on in this week rotation, now you don't have him. So now what do you have?" Uh, by the way, Sal is back tomorrow, as uh, you guys know. We've talked about it a lot, but uh, keep those prayers coming. His family needs it, and he appreciates it. Sal's back tomorrow, uh, and I said yesterday with C-Mac, I appreciate You know, it's fun. Listen, uh, I think you and I did one show, the draft show, right, with Sal a couple of years ago? Yeah. And um, Kim, Joe, Duel. right? Was yeah, that, night of, that was great. Yeah, that was fun, but I think that's the only time you and I have actually really worked together. This is our together. first show together. I've yeah. done shows with Sal. Uh, I've done shows with Evan, with C-Mac. I've done the afternoon drive. I've never done the midday. I, I popped in on the midday when it was Moose and Maggie when I first started. Okay. Uh, but this is actually yeah, uh, my first time sitting in on the midday and our first time doing a show together. Yeah, it's been good so far. So Keith is here today, and, and he's stepping up today. And C-Mac stepped up yesterday. CeeLo stepped up um, earlier in the week. So everybody pitched in for our guy, Sal. Let's get back to you. 877-337-6666. I, listen, man. I might have to really defend Met fans with. I might have. To, uh, this could get ugly here because I don't know if I'm going to have. To, I'm going to take the call. I don't know if I'm going to have this. If if it's as aggressive as as what's written on the screen, we're going to have an issue because it says Kenny up in the Bronx and it says Happy for Mets pain. Ken, what's going on, dude? Kenny, Kenny. 
Oh, you got to be kidding. There's nothing more that pit- that that absolutely drives me insane. Happens to me all the time at I night. I can't stand that. I put people to sleep. I'm like, are you there? <laughs> Going once. Going twice. You know, it's probably good that we didn't get him because, that. It, listen, you yeah, are. Yeah, he came in with negativity yeah. and he didn't even get to express it. Yeah, good. And you he's know, in the Bronx where the Yankees play, so he probably was going to say, ah, yeah. serves you right. This is what I was saying to you during the break that, like, the Mets got to feel a little bit of that 101-win se- season Riding high, should have won the division, but yet, like, didn't even win the division, didn't even get to feel postseason success. No. And now, two years later, it's like you're right back to the misery, the doom and gloom, the same old. Like, and I literally said, man, with David Stearns coming in, this is going to be the start of, like, and I know it's literally the start and we're not there yet, but like the start of no more LOL Mets, perennial contenders on the way, and maybe shaking off the on brand stuff. The stuff that we like, but it's like inevitable. Here's the thing now, and I want to get a little separation from the season and the big picture, even though they they kind of intersect, obviously. But if I told you, and this is to Keith's point about when Cohen came in and, you know, he dropped the three to five year edict, which to be fair, he walked back a little bit. And and I, I appreciated when he said that because he was talking to the Met fan that needed some life pumped back into their lungs. So I, I was fine with that. I thought it was actually a good move. And now it hasn't worked out yet, uh, and we hope it does. But he did walk it back a little bit here. But imagine two years ago, Keith, if I said Otani. Now, this isn't the Mets' fault. Otani, he doesn't want to come. Uh, Yamamoto, he ain't coming. Soto's not coming to Queens, no matter what. You know, I mean, Mets fans think he's not. Judge, they said Judge was going to potentially sign. They didn't even call the Yankees about Judge. Like, part of the allure... And I'm not coming hard on Cohen here. I'm not, I want to be fair. But part of the allure with Cohen's arrival was that when the superstar was available, the Mets would get at least half of them. They've got done. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's the reality. I, I can't lean into it because I already get the bad rap. No, I, but it's true. As soon as you posted me, I saw some Mets fans like, no, no way will I listen to Keith. But, yeah, I, I said, you know, sometimes guys don't want to put on that Mets jersey. And there's something that comes with the like whole Mets stigmatism and like it's it's unavoidable. But you thought that this was different. We all thought, okay, here comes the billionaire owner. He's going to be able to change things. Can't run from it. It's uh, more of the same. It's a pattern. This is three years in a row that the ace goes down. Yeah. But let's not overreact too much because we don't know how long it's going to be. But it just sucks because I have a, I have a ton of friends that are Mets fans and. You know, you got to pump your chest out a little bit, especially looking at the Yankees, and we're always going to do that. We we can't run from that either, right? Big brother, little brother, it's the same city, what the Yankees have been for all of these years, what the Mets haven't been, and now Juan Soto is here, new shiny toy, and now people are talking about the Yankees as a World Series favorite, and it's like we're going right back to where we were. But I won't, I won't subscribe to that so quickly because that pressure that's on the Yankees the Yankees haven't done it in 15 yeah, years. Yeah, no, it's real. The Yankees it's, it's have a, a ton of pressure and high expectations on them. And the Met fan will be the first one to laugh when the Yankees fall short. So, uh, you know, don't feel so miserable so fast. And don't feel like, oh, look at the Yankees. They got Juan Soto, Aaron Judge, Garrett Cole, all these great players, and we have nothing. It's baseball. No one can predict baseball. We got to let it all play out. I, I wouldn't feel miserable if I'm a Mets fan. I wouldn't feel miserable about the possible, you know, excitement that the Yankee fan is is about to enjoy or receive. I would feel miserable because the prospects for a competitive season to me feels if they're remote. Almost none. You know, and the one thing, and I, that last call, Jerry up in the Bronx, and he calls me, me and Sal a lot. Listen, it's one thing. I'm happy that that call didn't go through. 
Um, because it's one thing, you know, and me and Sal do it all the time. 2000 World Series, Yankees, Mets, King Cohen, stop. He hasn't earned to take it off. All right. Like the whole ban- banter that Yankees and Mets fans and Jets and Giants to a lesser extent have. But if you partake in enjoyment when there's an injury, I mean, honestly, you just you're just a loser. I and I don't like to I don't like to use that word very often. If you take pleasure in somebody else's pain, there's something wrong with yeah, you. Yeah, I think both of us too have compassion as former athletes that both have been hurt. Like you don't root for injury. You don't you don't celebrate a guy getting hurt at all. I am honestly like crushed for my friends that are Mets fans because I I was on this whole week trying to sell you that hey they have an opportunity to perform better than expectations. The expectations are low, and that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. But you just got a gut punch. You just took another. You just took another gut punch, and it's like it happens every year. Now, by the way, were the Met fans buying that? As you were, as you some, were, yeah, some were they calling. They're saying, Keith, I appreciate the optimism. No one can predict baseball. We don't know, right? There, there are guys on this team that if they play to the back of their baseball cards, and if they are healthy, this yep. team should be able to compete. But like when you're when you're actually thinking about this rotation and the lineup, the lineups that they're going to face in the National League. Ugh. It's tough. It's daunting. Connor's in Hampton Bays. Let's get back to you guys. BT and Sal. Keith is in for Sal today. What's up, Connor? Hey, how's it going, guys? Uh, okay. Good talking to you this morning. Just wanted to chat some shop about the Mets. Let's go. All right. So here's the thing. Uncle Steve comes into town, right? And we're expecting just the seas depart and everything to become bright and sunny overnight. That's not how this works. You guys know that. I know this. I'm a, I'm a perpetually paying sports fan. I'm an Islanders fan. I'm a Mets fan. It's, I haven't seen a lot of success Who's in my your lifetime. football team? Don't say the Jets, dude. Please don't say the Jets. Oh, God, no. No, I'm a Giants fan. My there dad came go. to America in 86. You know, <laughs> So the Mets won Game 7 on his birthday, mm. and the Giants won the Super Bowl the year he came to America. So I mean, nice. we, got, we got sucked into that, which is pretty cool. But, um, I mean, look at the numbers. I mean, going into this season – what were we hoping to do? We were hoping to build on this team. We were hoping to promote some youth, and we were hoping to build for the future. Yeah. How does that change now? How come? How come since Kodai goes down? I got. I'll tell you why. Which, yeah, that's, that's, I'll tell that's you why. Horrible. No, it doesn't. Now that that's actually a really good point, Connor. It doesn't change the future. What it does, though, is make the if, if this is as bad as I think it could be, or some other surmise as well. It compli- right. it complicates the now, and it makes the now much less appealing. Like, there was a chance, you know, if Sanga made 30 starts and he was a legit ace and an all-star and Severino bounces back and this and that. and Like, I, you could at least conjure up enough enthusiasm to say, well, you know, as they bridge to the future, which is hopefully a lot brighter, maybe this year is at least tolerable. But without Sanga, I, I, I just don't feel I, it. I, I hear you. I do. I, and listen, I listen to you every day at work, and I scream at the radio most of the time. This is the first time that I finally picked up the phone. Now, do but, you yell uh, at Sal more, or do you yell at me more? Probably Sal, right? Both of you. Both of <laughs> you. You're both wild. Yeah. You know? There's, you. <laughs> yep. But, you know, you were talking a couple of weeks ago about how this guy on the Yanks is going to have a bounce back year. This guy's going to have a bounce back year. This guy's going to have a bounce back year. Why can't? Lindor have a bounce back year. Why can't can. McNeil go back to his well, old ways? He absolutely Why can't can. He Marte, could. You know? he, he could. Well, first of all, Lindor doesn't need to bounce back from anything. Lindor is now the only thing that Lindor's got to do is come out of the shoot hitting you know two ninety in April rather than two oh three and the OPS low sevens. Good year. He just started off slow. But but that's a problem for a team that's got no margin for error. You're be- here's the thing. Let me push you in this direction, Keith. 
No, no, and not to make it just about Lindor, but because Lindor's numbers were outstanding. Silver Slug, right? He was very good. Terrific, right? But the Mets, if they're going to do anything this season, Lindor's got to flex in April. Must. Yeah. He's got to lead the way. He's talking about being a leader. Talk is good and all that, but no, he's got to hit, and it's got to happen right away. There can't be this ramp up. There can't be like, oh, well, we're already... X amount of games 11 back. 11 21. Yeah, and Can't now you start it. getting hot. I, I always go back to June, right? This is another thing I was saying to the Mets fans. I think there's a 0% chance that you go a whole month without winning a series. When they <sighs> lost every series in June, you knew they were punting at the deadline. Yeah. I mean, they kicked the Thomas Morstead punt at the deadline. <laughs> like Down to the one. <laughs> as five days from the deadline, when you, when you wave the white flag and you trade... D Rob for eighteen year old kids mm-hmm. that that signaled to everybody in baseball like it's a wrap and man I just I don't know coming back from that this year you want to try to build off something you want to try and sell the fans on something more than uh, you know come to the stadium and get a Mets hockey jersey and right now we're grasping at straws this hurts which are pretty dope by the way those hockey no, jerseys I, are pretty sweet I, I have, like those I have applauded the Mets and their giveaways the Yankees are copying they're going to have a a Yankees hockey jersey Is that true? this year yeah I didn't know the Mets oh, have great giveaways they have great giveaways um they're worth going to the ballpark for yeah although I don't love biting off the Mets with anything but if it means we get a Yankee hockey jersey it's not going to look like the Mets hockey jersey I understand jersey. that but the concept of the we, of the whole hockey jersey the, the Mets, Mets had a basketball jersey the Yankees roll out number 99 basketball jerseys the Mets had a hockey jersey now the Yankees are going to have a hockey jersey I'm going to get one yeah, so am I. Let's get Dave and Freehold, BT and Sal. What's going on, Dave? How you doing? Hey, guys. How are you? Thanks for taking the call. Got it. So, obviously, I heard the news this morning about Zenga, and you were just talking with the last caller about bounce-back years from uh, McNeil and what have you, and everybody's running on the Yankees' bandwagon. And the Yankees definitely have a better team, but they, they're going to need a lot of bounce-back years from a lot of their players as well. I mean, Judge has obviously got to bounce back. Hopefully he doesn't get hurt. Soto is obviously a great pickup. But DJ LeMayhew, Anthony Rizzo, uh, you know, other than, other than Garrett Cole, Rondon, uh, you know, Nestor mm-hmm. Cortez, they got a lot of guys that got to bounce back as well. I agree. John Carlos Stan. And, and as far as the Mets go, I mean, I agree with what Stearns is doing. I don't think you go out and panic and, Sign a Jordan Montgomery for, I'm sure he's going to hold him up now for a ridiculous amount of money. Listening to Stearns this morning, it doesn't sound like Seng is going to be out the whole year. He did say it's a non-surgical uh, injury he's got. Now, whether that's true or not, we don't know. But also, even if the Mets go out and sign Jordan Montgomery, or Matt Snell, take your pick. Listen, the Dodgers and the Braves and the Phillies are just that much better. So why throw all this money into something that, unless some crazy, crazy, crazy things happen, the Mets are not going to go far, even if they made the playoffs. I agree. So why not build? So why not continue to build from within? And here's just a crazy thought for you guys, it, it, Maury, And I asked the, the gentleman to answer the phone, Mauricio. Tough. I know he's out for the year, but, but is he out for the if whole this year? This guy was shortstop in the minor leagues. Come the trade deadline, do you do you even explore the possibility of trading Lindor? Because you can probably get a whole hell of a lot for him. And then going into 2025, I mean, you've got Mauricio at short. 
Hopefully, either Beatty or Venudos will win the third base spot. Yep. You've got Francisco yep. Alvarez, who could possibly, you know, turn into a real stud as a catcher. Hopefully, they're going to sign Alonzo because you can't replace 50 home runs. Dave, let me ask you this, Dave. Yeah. Hold on. Well, let, me, let me jump in for one sec, my friend. So, sure. the Lindor stuff, the contract makes it fairly fairly prohibitive, in, in my opinion. And Lindor's a good player. But he's getting a little older, middle of the diamond, big money. All right, I don't think it's an easy sell, but some others might disagree. Who would you rather have for the next five years? If you can't have both, Alonzo or Lindor as a Mets fan? Probably Alonzo. Probably Alonzo. Okay, Keith, do you agree with that? Alonzo no. for five? No, I'm taking I'm taking Lindor's defense. He's a switch hitter. Me too. Like I, no, he's going to age more gracefully. He can always play second. Yeah, um, I I thought he was going to say Lindor. I wasn't expecting him to say Alonzo, especially especially where where we are, where Lindor is actually here, signed, sealed, delivered. Alonzo is not getting an extension. Yeah, and if he has a down year. You know what comes after that. Well, think about this, too. Now, to be fair to the last caller, and I'm sure other Mets fans would say Alonzo as well, and this is something that we we can relate to as, as fans, but not specific to this, a lot of that is sentimentality. I think people who, if I ask every Mets fan next five years, Alonzo or Lindor, I think a, maybe not a lot, but a decent amount of those who say Alonzo, a lot of that is rooted in He's gonna. He's the greatest Mets position player of all time. He's gonna be a Hall of Famer. He's gonna hit 500 home runs, and that means something to them, which I respect. Yeah, I don't. I. I mean, I know you can't replace a guy that hits homers like that, and you also can't replace your guy. We literally have a Pete Alonso jersey hanging over us right now. I know how Pete Hoffman feels about MVP. I know how the Mets fans feel about the polar bear, their guy. Uh, some Mets fans do not love Lindor at all. Some of the criticism he was getting early in the year, like, they don't want this guy here. Some love but, it was justified. But respect, like, you got to respect that he's one of the best shortstops in the game. He's he's taking on the leadership role. And like you said, he's going to age better. He's here. Switch hitter. The, the glove is like, when we're talking about defense, comparing Alonzo's defense to Lindor's defense, it's, it's Lindor all day, every day. Here's something I just saw on Twitter. Mike Puma put out there that David Stearns indicated Senga's replacement to start the season will likely come from the group, the group of Tyler McGill, Jose Buto, and Joey Lucchese. Mm-hmm. So they're about to assess in spring training mm-hmm. which one of them looks the best, yep. and then they're just going to plug one of those guys in. Is that good enough for everybody? I, no, but I it's probably the, so. it's the smart that's, move. That's what, yeah, you, they're already there. That You don't have to spend any more money. It's just like, man, in in. Where, where where we are in baseball, to think that, like, just two years ago, you were going toe-to-toe with the Braves, or you thought you were, and life comes at you fast. Um, now it's the Nationals that you're pretty much going to be battling. But you can't do, like, people bought season tickets, uh-huh. right? You hear Evan talking about his season tickets. People paid for their season tickets. People are going to show up. Expecting you to compete. Yeah, you, you and know, I were having the conversation about them. Uh, you think they're a bottom ten team? I do. I thought I thought they were more of a middle Middle-ish, of the pack mid, yeah. ten team, and that can get you to the postseason. If you don't have a clear cut ace, what's the point of even getting into the dance? What's the point of even getting into a wild card round? Yeah, yeah. I listen. You just mentioned Evan with the tickets. I mean, I mean, I, I love his commitment. I mean, if he hasn't learned by now that the Mets have burned them, let's stop buying tickets. You know what I mean? Like, no, but he's a 
You know, he's a locked-in, awesome my Mets, Mets fan. Bible. He's a Mets fan. He's going to go there and watch them regardless. Well, then don't complain about it. Was he complaining or no? Well, he was talking about how they raised prices, I they believe. Did. They did. And they did. Jets did that, Jets did that too, That's part of Keith. the business plan. Of course it is. They're going to do that regardless, whether it's Zach Wilson playing quarterback yeah, yeah, yeah. or whether it's Joey Lucchese yeah. making the start. And you like, have an option. Go or don't go. And Evan elects to go, which I respect, but then don't complain about it. I just don't hate go. that. I just hate that this sours uh, the beginning of a season, and it's Thursday, and and this week, we were starting to get the calls and even hosts like myself, Evan, and, and some others saying that, hey, let's not just write the Mets off. And then the baseball gods are like, uh, Kodai Senga's out. And the I Mets know, fans are like, I know. I know. It's, you can't it's sell uncanny, it. you, bro. You can't even sell them on anything right now. Oh, hate 7 7 except the future. And that's what you got to latch on to. But it's I, always, I, it I always say it's always wait. Met, the Met fan always has to wait. Wait on the future. The future was supposed to be now. That's true. That's true. He's not wrong. 877 337 6666. BT and Sal on the fan. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. And the ball game's over. And the Giants have won Super Bowl 46. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. All right, 28 back on The Fan. It is the Brandon Tierney Sal, the Cottage Show. BT and Sal, Keith is in today. Bam, 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 bam. We've got the crown coming up at new with the top story. Also, Julius Randall, I'm going to save this. Um, a little, not, not enough to make a massive stink out of it, but I've got to get a few things off my chest later. I feel like Nick fans are 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 being unfair, and uh, I've seen a little Randall disrespect out there, which I do not like and will not tolerate. So we'll get to that a little later. Keith, uh, let's get back to these Met calls. Met fans, grass. I mean, it's at the point now, and I didn't like the rotation coming into the year. Everybody knows that. We had a caller, I don't know, 10, 12 minutes ago, call up and say, this is going to be the Mets' worst rotation ever. Not ever. And that's what he said, which I'm not even saying I agree. But the fact that that's a thought now, year four of Cohen, eh, yeah, it doesn't make it is sense. Incredible. What's the point of having the richest owner in the sport? What's the point of your payroll being that high? You can't just nah. I don't know. I'm I am not a Mets fan, but I'm a baseball fan. Yep. I love baseball so much. I love going to the ballpark. I have friends that I only really see at the ballpark, and I know you guys can relate as fans as well. You don't want to have this feeling going into the season like we're cooked. What's the use? I'm not bothering to buy tickets. I'm not going to. Like, it, it's just such a killjoy. I just, I don't know. I, I feel for you as fans because you want to get the taste of 75 wins out of your mouth. You want to feel something. You want to believe in something. It's tough right now. It's tough right now. But I, I just, I say, you know, kind of hold on to that. It's February 22nd. Kodai Senga is supposed to be speaking now. Mm. Let's see what the man himself says. And, uh, Let's see what spring training holds for the team. There's going to be some bright spots with guys like Francisco Alvarez, obviously Lindor, Pete Alonso, getting to see Marte back out there. There's going to be some bright spots with the new guys, maybe Harrison Bader, uh, his glove. We all know he's got one of the best you know, gloves and footwork in center field. Luis Severino's got good stuff when he's on. Like Maybe there's some positives to come once they start playing games, and the games are about to start. The first game is today, the uh, Dodgers-Padres, and then the Yankees and Mets start playing this weekend. Yeah, I mean, the thing about baseball that's tough, When forget about the Mets for a second, but when things go off the rails, 
Yeah, and watch some of the old Yankeeographies, by the way, when the Mattingly one in particular, when they showed some of his old home runs, not vintage Mattingly, but bur- during the Stump Merrill era, there was literally not a p- Kevin Moss, not a person in no, right field. To empty. me, that is like, I, I, I've empty. gone back to look at those clips. I've never been in, in, obviously, the new Yankee Stadium, but like the old Yankee Stadium being empty to me, it's like... Almost like uh, the movie I Am Legend. There's like nobody in the city. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. It's like not real. But it happened, so it was real. And my point is, even like during a bad Jets and Giants season, you can still tailgate. It's the energy of football. The Knicks have been down. You know, this the garden is always It's packed. the garden, dude. You got, you know, Colby or LeBron or one of these superstars coming in. And, and at least, it, you know, it gives you a little something here. You go to a baseball game in, like, August or September when your team stinks. Like, we went to – I had to pay off the Lindor bet a year ago. Wear the Lindor jersey. Me, Hoff, and Sal went. Uh, they played the Pirates. Peterson started, walked three, four guys in the first inning. It was awful. There was nobody there. And, man, if that's what we're looking at again, that's just woof. Let me get Joe down to North Carolina, BT and Sal. Keith is here today. What up, Joe? Joe. Hey, how's it going, guys? All right. Good. I, I, got, a, I got a quick story that, that maybe will help the Mets fans out a little bit. About 15 years ago, I was in a deli, looked down at the paper while I was waiting for my egg sandwich, and I'm mumbling under my breath because I've been a Mets fan since I'm 10 years old and I'm 63 now. And the guy standing next to me looks at me, hears me grumbling, and he goes, hey, you realize they don't pay you a mortgage, right? And it's just a game. Mm. And I was like, wow. It's like a branch tale here. The, the, 100% you know, right. Mickey Mantle. Yeah. 100% right. So, but that doesn't so work here then, on I the really fan because all of us care so much. Like, yeah, it does, like you're, you're talking to people that, like, we, we live and die with this daily. We set our life to first pitch. Like, it matters to us. And we know that they don't pay our money. But we don't care. We want to win. We want to feel something. And that entertainment that comes from baseball and our team, like, it's it's primary to us. Well it does, said, that doesn't dude. work for us. Well said. Uh, well I, said. I get it. I get it. I'm the same way, man. I watch every game. I watch 150 games a year. I live in North Carolina. I moved down here 15 years ago. Yep. There's no bigger fan than me. But There's no baseball down there. The point where it's a, no, there isn't, but I still watch every game. Mm-hmm. I go to Atlanta when they're in Atlanta. But the point is, if you, you can't let sports get you to the point where it's mentally affecting you. Yeah, but it does. Point. No, no, Joe, it's listen. Just... Da, who, Joe, <laughs> yeah, who, Joe, who are you to inject logic into a day like this? That doesn't work. <laughs> we don't need your common the sense. place for it. Dude, take that drivel and stay in North Carolina. <laughs> you left 15 years ago, man. You don't have the same heartbeat that we have here. There's Kate. not one person that's a Mets fan listening to that and saying, yeah, you're yeah, right. He's right. Doesn't matter. Come on. Now, At again, least the he, sun is shining today. Yeah, right. Now, <laughs> he's not wrong. Nobody wants to hear it, dude. Let me get Chris up in Syracuse on the free Odyssey app. Chris, BT and Sal, what's going on, Chris? Chris. Yo, Chris, you're on. I mean, listen, we've had a couple of dead ones here today. Let's get to Harlem. The Harlem is uh, is always ready. What's up, Ann? I'm ready, boys. What's going I on? I feel what's like it's Keith on? in the overnight for people sleeping. Yeah, there's a couple but, of people sleeping on the job today. What's, I, what's going on? Listen, guys. I mean, I'm a Mets fan, and I know you guys are both Yankee fans, but this, this is the reality of the situation. This guy bought the team four years ago, and the owners handed him Sandy Alderson as a governor to keep him in check. So he had Sandy for two years, and after they won 101 games, he added Max and Verlander and ballooned the payroll to $330 million. That didn't work. So what did he do? He ate salary to get better prospects. Any Mets fan. That's a realist. Looking at this team going into the season with Kodai Senga, if you thought that they were better than a 500 team, like, you're fooling yourself. So 
this season for me has been about, it's about Alvarez. Can Batty become a major leaguer? Can Vientos become the DH? I want to see Jet Williams by the break. I'd love to see Acuna in September. It's about mm. five, man. And I think, you tr- honestly, this is not going to be popular with Mets fans. You trade Alonzo. You do not sign him to. This guy's going to want eight years with Boris. And if you think that Stanton fell off a cliff at 34, wait till you see what's going to happen to this guy with that body type. You get a young pitcher, and you make it about the future. Because the future is beautiful if you have young prospects and good young players, guys. Thank you. You know, it's it's an interesting call. You know where I stand on the Alonzo stuff. I'd love to see him stay, but from a baseball point of view, I would trade him. You know that. I don't need to reset it every time. Well, it's going to be interesting, though, Keith, and we saw Judge compartmentalize this amazingly, dealing with the pressure and the contract status hovering over his head. Everybody knows that Pete's a prodigious elite all-time, and it's true, it's not hyperbole, all-time home run hitter, but we don't know how he's going to process it, and he did hit 212 last year. Like, that is going to be really interesting if the Mets aren't good, which they probably won't be, and they're kind of out of it, and... He's scuffling like he's chasing a big bag. He might want to get out of here. <laughs> Not for nothing. <laughs> changing your tune now, yeah, trade him. Now, I mean, I, today, it's, uh, now that now it seems like we're getting calls where Kodai saying it gets hurt, and now everybody's like, well, trade Pete Alonzo. But now Pete Alonzo might be like, actually, maybe I want to escape. Maybe I uh, want to run from this. You know, the last few years, everybody was getting paid. I didn't get paid. Yeah. And it seems like the inevitable of something bad happen- happening, Edwin Diaz, now, Kodai's saying, like, maybe I want to put on a different jersey. Maybe I do want to run from this. Maybe I don't want to be here and lose. Maybe I don't want to be here and just always run into the doom and gloom, the other shoe about the drop. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If he has a doubt, da- we get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. On year, I don't know. We'll see. That's why we watch. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. Play fake. Jones rolls left. Rolls left. Wide open for the touchdown is Bellinger. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. All right, BT and Sal back on The Fan. It is 1144 on this Thursday. Keith is in for Sal. Sal is back tomorrow. The crowd is coming up next. Got a little Julius Randle something for you. So I've done this with everybody. Uh, CeeLo was in the other day. C-Mac was in yesterday. Keith today, as I said. And uh, I need you to chime in on this. I've got three names. And without, you know, don't process too deep. Obviously, give it a second to calculate. But I want your home run predictions. Going to give you three guys. Just give me a number. You ready? Yep. Judge. I already saw they have... Judge projected to hit 46. I got to go over. If he stays healthy, he's hitting 50. What's your I'm gonna number? Put him, What's I'm going to put number? him right at 5-0. He's going to get 50. 5 on the dot. Boom. Um, Soto. Soto. I think so. Didn't Soto just have his career high for home runs? And I think the book says about 35 and a half, 36 is their projected over under right now. You got to factor in some of those pop-ups to the short porch. Mm-hmm. I think I'm... I, I'm going to put him at 40 because I was asked this question at the Pinstripe Pride event, and I said combined they would hit 90. So. Okay, you got to get, get, get excuse me, consistency. All right, so 
I think that Soto's average, just as a quick aside before I give you the other name, then we'll get back to these calls, 877-337-6666. I think that Soto's average is going to go up. Mm-hmm. As you know, a lot of his home runs are the other way. Yeah, I believe, unlike Giambi and Teixeira from the left side and others who came here, lefties that just get pull-happy pull, seeing 314 away, uh, he is so immersed in his routine. He's not changing his approach. I don't think that he that already will... spoke on it. Yeah, he no, I know. Not, he said well, it's own... one thing to speak on. Another thing that when you get in the batter's box and you're yeah, one you're for twenty, to get there. Yeah, you know, and the Yankee fans are a little tough to start. And you know, maybe you're. I'm, I'm just saying, as a team, eight and eight and seven, it's nothing great, and your numbers aren't that great. Staring back at the scoreboard, and you're getting a little happy, you try to hit some bombs. I don't think you'll do that. Uh, but I think the average goes up. I've got Soto below 40. I'd be surprised if he hits more than four. I don't think he's going to. He's not like this I'd massive like home. to hit 40. Uh, yeah, but I'd rather him hit 320. And Stanton hit 30. Imagine Stanton ain't Stanton. He's not hitting 30. 30. But imagine he, he's Stanton. actually back in shape and stays healthy the whole year and can mash 30 home runs. I'll take 20 from him, 25. Yeah, I mean, 20 wouldn't stun me. And the other one was Alonzo. Give me the number. So you got Judge on the even 50. You got Soto at 40. And Alonzo's what? Right in the middle at 45. If he's yeah. healthy all year. Okay. All right. We well, just wanted to get you on the record with that. All right. Let's get back to the phones. 877-337-6666. Teddy up in Whitestone on the fan. Teddy, what's going on, bud? ABT, you're killing me, bro. With? I'm a big-time Mets fan. Okay. I'm a big-time Islander fan. This this town is for the Rangers and the Yankees. But I, want, I, I understand one thing. You also is a Jets fan, and you see what happened to the Jets afterwards. So all these predictions that you're making are not going to happen. So that's all I'm going to say. And I'm doing this for Evan, and I'm doing this for Hoffman. And uh, yeah, we'll my boy Dolly, let's go, Mets. No, no, hold on, don't hang what up, Teddy. Yeah, Teddy don't hang up. I love it. I love it. Now, what did he do? Well, I, I think he's. He, I think in his mind, he's putting me in his in my plot. I don't know, calling out like erroneous predictions. I don't know what he's doing. What are you doing? What are you trying to say that I'm bringing like unnecessary darkness to the Mets? So I, where, I don't know exactly what you mean. You're giving us the Malukis. That's what you're doing. You're no, us the I'm telling you what it is. You're not good yet. Yet. Well. Well, here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say this. The New York Mets got the best prospects in baseball right No, they don't. Now. That's not, that's not, that's not factually right true. Teddy, that's not factually true. You can't just make um, stuff up, dude. What are we, top five? Come on. No, no, top I'm talking. Okay, so name the, hold on. Name the Met prospect that's in the top 10 or the top 20 or the top 30. They've got some guys, but they're all like in that 50 to 100 range. Yeah, you're right about that. No. And yeah, technicality, yeah. But Teddy, I'm, I'm on your side, Teddy. Teddy, yeah. can, can we make amends? I'm on your side. I'm just telling you it's good. But I've also said this before, Sanga's right, injury. Let's go, back, let's go back to Alonzo right now. Okay, go ahead. Ever since that day they took his shirt off, he went on a diet. He's starting to lose weight. And I don't know if you know this or not, but him and his wife got a divorce. And what happens to guys when they get divorced from their wife? They get skinnier. So, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know make light of that. I did man, not but know that. I didn't know you, either Teddy. one of those things. I didn't know he got a divorce, and I didn't know that guys get skinny when they get divorced. I I didn't know about either one of those either. I don't care. Uh, I'm not here to you know <laughs> body shame Pete Alonzo with a shirt. Kid, was I a little surprised he was a little more? We are grasping at straw. The Mets fan is, is trying to latch on to anything. Yes, we have top prospects. Francisco Alvarez is not a prospect. Uh, he's here. <laughs> 
Pete he's Alonso here. has slimmed down. Yeah. He's uh, divorced now. Oh, dude. What? Uh, by the way, tomorrow, uh, the return of my guy, Sal. Game seven, right at this time. Game seven of the BT and Sal Baseball Card World Series. It is on. That is tomorrow, right in this window, 1140-ish. Um, Hoff, I also promised, open up the mic, buddy. You've been quiet today. been quiet all week. Um, 30 seconds, if, if you want to be optimistic, whatever's in your heart about the Mets with Cody, Kodai, pardon me, what you think they might do, what you think they might be, talk to your Met brethren. Go ahead. This is the best thing that could happen, that this injury took place now, because mm-hmm. I'm tired of the injuries happening the day before opening day. Um, I think David Stearns is smart enough to pivot the way he needs to. I know he may not say it, and dove off air, said something I'm going to repeat because he's very smart. If David Stearns goes out, yeah, we're going to go sign somebody. The The price tag is oh, yeah. skyrocketed for the Mets anyway. I mean, it's not that it's, dove it, is very smart. That's business one-on-one. It's called okay. leverage. He is smart, but it's right, leverage. Right, but the, but the, po- the point is, is David Stearns is not going to go out there and say, you know what, we're on the market for a starting yeah, pitcher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, there goes the, the, the yeah. price tag goes up. So let, let David Stearns do what he has to do. And this entire season, regardless... Keith nailed it. It's an evaluation year as far as they're mediocre in baseball today. There's a lot of media mediocrity. I agree. Mets fit right in there. You don't if Kodai Singer comes back in June and they're still around five hundred, it's perfect. It's Trade exactly deadline. where we want to be. Okay. Okay. That's uh, fair. Can I add this right now and shout out to the Twitch chat, twitch.tv slash WFAN. Everybody in the Twitch chat is saying Pete did not get divorced. Uh, Pete's not divorced. Why would his wife leave before he gets paid? <laughs> so can we fact <laughs> check true. all that? Like, uh, what was that call? I, that I last know, call that man. we took, what was that call? I don't know, but if you're going to get divorced, <laughs> stick around till, uh, and not to make a light of that, because it's not, you know, especially if you have kids, but if, if you know, if your husband's like, about to get $200 million. Like, not even grasping at straws, making up stuff that's not true. That's why I was like, wait, I didn't hear that. I don't know that. <laughs> Mike's on Staten Island. Mike, BT, and Sal with Keith sitting in for Sal. What's up, Mikey? What's up, gentlemen? All right, so listen, I- I'm going to take this from a different angle, okay? You guys, and Keith, you-, you brought this up before, right? You were talking about how, you know, if they're having it down yet, maybe Pete knocks on the door and be like, yo, I want out of here. And you talked about maybe changing, the, uh, talking about Lindor, maybe, you know, having a bounce back here. Maybe he- if he starts hitting, you know, maybe he's like, listen, I don't want to be along for the ride. Listen, when these guys signed up to come here, not Pete because he's homegrown, but yep. when Lindor took the free agent deal, he came here. They signed up for Steve Cohen. They signed up for big free agents. Let's go. We're going to win. We're going to win three to five years. And you know what? I understand the Mets got all these prospects and Stern's got a plan in place. But you know what? You mentioned it. Empty seats, right? Empty seats. Unhappy fan base. Same thing every year. It's turning into the same nonsense. And here's the problem. The problem is, you mentioned, uh, BT, you mentioned this for a long time. A lot of Mets fans, you hear them saying, okay, well, you know, the Yankees are going to have Soto for a year and then he's going to be in – in orange and blue. He ain't coming here if there's it's no... It's not going to Queens. Culture? Why? What, what are they bringing? Where, where are they, where's the attraction? Where, you know, okay, they can go out and sign a... They can sign one free agent pitcher, isn't that? What's the message to the locker room? They've done nothing. Get me a DH. No, we didn't get a DH. Get We have no starting pitching for next year. You traded away everybody. You didn't replace it. Oh, guys are reporting to spring training. Oh, we're just going to fill it in. Didn't, in didn't get didn't get a third didn't get a third baseman. I know what they're doing, but they 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 better be right because if Beatty's not ready, yeah. you know Joey Wendell or whatever else you're doing over there is not incredibly appealing. So I get it. There's holes, but this is the plan. And I listen, yeah, Mike. And, BT, go ahead, Mike. You can't just tell me you have to sell the plan to the fans, and you got to sell the plan to your own team. Well, 
I mean, is, yeah, where, yeah. Where is the... Yes and no. Can I let, let me volley this back to you? Yeah, well, I think the messaging, quite frankly, thanks for the call there, Mike, is more important to the fans because if the fans don't receive the proper message, they won't be incentivized to spend their money. That's common sense. I'm less concerned with the Mets communicating their message to the players because, quite frankly, no matter what the message is, it's the players' jobs to show up, be in shape, play hard, and try to win. That's it. Now, I, I understand that Lindor might get, and this is me reacting to Mike's point, not necessarily what I think, but like if Lindor was about to get frisky with the direction of the Mets, and last week he spoke to the contrary, he spoke very, uh, I thought, very affectionately and, and all in about the direction of the Mets, which I respect, but like, yo, nobody was giving you $315 million. You, you're here because nobody else was, I don't want to use the word dumb, but he's not worth $315 million. You're here because the Mets overreacted and they wanted to make a splash. So if he wants to leave, it's his prerogative, sure. But, I mean, I mean, it's pretty weak if, if that's the case. I mean, but where's he going? Who wants him for that yeah, money? you know, <laughs> something I said about Edwin Diaz was like, they're going to compete this year. Edwin Diaz didn't sign that contract and miss last year to come back, come back to to this. Ah, dude, this is uh... it's not great. We can't spin it. I can't spin it. No. I tried, I, this you whole tried week, though. This whole week I tried. You tried. This you whole put up week the good I tried. Job, Keith. He did. He tried for you. In between taunts and teases and in between jabs like and being like yeah, if you do lose, I am gonna get a little giggle out of that. <laughs> oh man, eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. It is BT and Sal again tomorrow. Game seven. BT and Sal War- baseball card World Series. I gotta take it. I cannot let him win this man. I jumped out to zip. He punched back, tied it up at two. I stole game five on his turf. He came back with a sick. He pulled seven of 11 in game six to win. I was six of 11. It was tight. Tomorrow's the clincher. Get the champagne ready. Somebody's celebrating. Uh, BT and Sal on the fan. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. The New York Rangers have won the Stanley Cup. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. All righty, 1202 back on The Fan. A little crowd time as we drop the top story on you. BT and Sal, Brandon Tierney, Sal Licata Show. Sal is out, Keith is in. Listen, I mean... There's there's ominous stuff, and then there's just stuff where it's like next level. Certain teams seem to get the breaks. Certain teams seem to have everything cave in on them. You know, the Rodgers injury going down four plays in. From a Mets perspective, the DeGrom stuff with the scapula, you know, all the injuries, Diaz the last year, the WBC. It is February 22nd, and shortly after getting on the air today, right around 10.02, 10.03, David Stern sat in the Mets' dugout, and he didn't deliver a death blow to Kodai Singh's season because mm, there's a belief that he will be back. But you have to understand, and it's about the shoulder, not the elbow, which I believe is far worse. Your ace right now for a rotation, with all due respect, was not going to be very good anyway, has already been stuffed in an MRI machine. And he, as you we, you have, as Mets fans, have already been told that he will not pitch on opening day. How in the world can we conjure up an ounce of positivity, Keith? And we're trying. You you can't. Uh, I just keep reading tweets. I'm always on Twitter. I'm reading what Mets fans are saying. They're they're. It's almost like they're they're laughing it off because it's like 
They're comparing it to Aaron Rodgers. They're going back to past years. I saw someone just reference Cespedes and some of the other random oh, different Cespedes things. Stuff, like, it's like with the horse. Oh the baseball God. gods are real, man. Maybe I don't know. I I don't know. I don't want to lean into it because yeah. I get a lot of the uh, slings and arrows. I get a lot of the hate from the Mets fans online. I enjoy it. Not gonna lie, I've gotten used to it. I just block and mute a lot of it. But it's like, man, uh, you can't. It's escape suffocating. It. Yeah, you can't escape. It's suffocating. Listen. So we knew. Hoff, when did you tell us this morning? We we'll get back to these calls here. I want to get to the Julius Randall stuff coming up next segment as well. You told us right around 9.40 or 9.50 that Stearns was going to speak, right? Yeah, around that time. So by first, right around there, 9.30, maybe the earliest. So we only knew about a half an hour or so before we actually got on the air here. And I said to, to Keith, I said to Hop, I said to CeeLo, I said, think about this logically. And we knew that Sanga was, you know, a little bit of an issue yesterday. When the general met, when the GM the next day is convening the media and communicating whatever he's about to communicate, he's not going to do that. If everything's fine, he's just not. He's like, oh, we're good. You know, so you just knew that it had a twinge of of negativity. Yes, it could have been worse. He could have said, "God forbid, we found um, a labrum tear. He's out for the year. Reconstructive." Of course, there's worse aspects to it, but man, that's for this staff. That is just that's rough. All right, let's get back to you guys. Danny's in Lafayette, BT and South. Dan, what's going on? Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing? Okay, Dan. Good. Thanks for calling. Hey, real quick. Uh, best wishes for Sal. I love that guy. He's the best. Absolutely. No doubt. So, I'm curious if anyone has looked into uh, Steve Cohen's um, credit score. Maybe the uh, credit bureaus are after him for some money on some payments that he hasn't been making. That's why he ain't spending money on his baseball team. Uh, I mean, that's that's a thought. It's, it's you know, I don't know. I, I'm fairly savvy, you know, in terms of investing, but I don't know what the hell his portfolio looks like. I, I can barely manage my own with the kids and the 529 funds and retirement. But I, I, I've i got a rudimentary sense of that, but I'm, I'm not going to dive into that aspect, Dan. Look at it this way. I <sighs> Steve Cohen is incredibly wealthy because he's no dummy. And I understand, I could sit here and, and, and Keith, you could probably say the same thing. Like if the Yankees were in a predicament where they just seemed lifeless going into a season and we were worth $15 billion, I, I'm pretty sure that you and I would be saying regularly, come on, dude. I mean, you're worth, if, if I had that money and I owned the Yankees, I'd go do this and I'd get that and I'd get this and I'd get that. But that's not the way truly affluent people act because that's one of the reasons why they're truly affluent. Yeah, he made a decision at the deadline last year that hope is not a strategy and a 14% chance to make the postseason was pretty crummy odds. I listened to everything he said. He seemed like a guy that was like, the way that I came in trying to do it didn't work, and I'm putting my foot down, and I got to literally find somebody to do this the right way. And right now, he's taking a backseat to David Stearns. This is the David Stearns era, and David Stearns is not going to overreact and it just sucks because it, the feeling of, like, what is the point of having the richest owner in the sport? They created a Steve Cohen tax. What is the point of having a guy that can wave a magic wand and fix things when we are in a league where there, there are owners that don't spend any money? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And That's you're a good also in a, in a large market. Yep. You're also right next door to the New York Yankees. I said this already. You punched above your weight class for a little bit, and you thought that you were going to stay in that weight class. It doesn't feel right now that you're like, no, wait, wait, wait. We don't want to be heavyweights. Mm. So you think this is just a reaction? Sticking to the plan. I think they're just sticking to the plan, man. Yeah, yeah. 
hey, we knew injuries were going to happen. This is our rotation, and we're in spring training. We're going to see what Tyler McGill, Jose Buto, and Joey Lucchese have. We're not going to overreact and use Steve Cohen's money. We can't use the money. We still have a high payroll. We're still paying Verlander. We're still paying Scherzer. We're still paying these other guys that we sent away, and we got to stick to the plan. I think they're still paying Cano. I think they're still paying Is Robbie Cano. Is still I on think the books for 2024? One more year, or did it just expire? No, no, it, 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 but, but it, I think they paid him last year. Just double-check that, please. I won't make sure. I mean, I, I know they sent him away that, and ate that money. Yeah, but I feel that. When did this cut? Just let me know, Huff. Just tell me my ear, buddy. Thanks. Dan's in Pennsylvania. What's up, Danny? Hey, BT. Listen, you guys have the best afternoon show I have ever heard in all my years of rooting for sports. I'm a diehard Washington Commanders fan, a diehard Mets fan since I was three years old going to turn 60 next week, and I'm a diehard Knicks fan. Okay. you got to have hope. Mets fans, we just need to pump the brakes a little bit and trust in Steve Cohen. I mean, look, being a Washington Commanders fan, I had Daniel Snyder as an owner, and I was praying to the gods that I would get a new ownership. Now we got a new ownership. Did the same thing with the Mets when we had the Wilpons. Now we got new ownership. We just need to settle down a little bit. Let Steve Cohen do what he's going to do. Let David Stearns take over the team. Do what he's going to do. Yep. And we're going to come out on the other end. I'm telling you. That's the plan. I, honestly, Dan. In three years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But think about this. And, and Dan, I, I I tend to agree. It's good. I got to let you go. We get a little feedback there. But definitely thank you for the kind words. Much appreciated, man. And thank you for the call. Patience is required. If me, and trust me, Met fans have as much patience as anybody. So let me let me take that back. More patience is required. And you have to hope that the justification for digging down and finding more patience, which seems almost impossible given what you've been dealt for decades, that the payoff, Keith, will be sustained success and sustained relevance like Met fans have never seen. I don't know. I'm getting old, man. I keep, you. I keep complaining about it. It's been 15 years. I was buying kegs and handles and partying in college when the Yankees last won the World Series. Like I don't have seasons to blow. I don't have seasons to waste. I can't do it. I miss keg stands, dude. Yeah. I, I miss mean, the we, keg parties. We had the, we had the funnels, the beer oh, yeah. bombs, whatever you yeah, wanted yeah, to call them. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we had kegs on deck. I had a good connection with the guy that owned the liquor store down the street. Mm-hmm. I had the tap. I had the keg. You knew where to go. Uh, when the <laughs> Yankees won the World Series, we were popping $5 champagne, spraying it on the ceiling. Uh-huh. I'm a grown man now. Yeah. I got a kid now. Mm. I want to win another World Series now. We're in good shape. We will. I can't wait for this season. But I feel for our counterparts, our Mets fan friends and coworkers and co-hosts, and it's like, Ah, it's going to be an interesting year. It's unfair is, is really what it is. BT and Sound on the fan. It's out of our Town Fair Tire studio. I uh, always get the guarantee lowest price on name brand tires from Connecticut to Maine. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. I'll get back to these calls, little Randall stuff coming up next. You know, what, think about this, though. Like, if we were in a small market, if we were in Milwaukee, that's where Stearns came from, so I think of that first. We were in Cleveland. All right. There's different concerns there. There's different aggravations and aggressiveness. Why don't we spend? Why don't we do this? All right, understood. The limitations of the market really determine what owners are willing to do. But for all the bad teams that we have in this city and have had, I know that Will Ponds get a lot of shrapnel. They spent a lot more than Met fans give them credit for. 
Uh, look at the payroll this year. I know Cohen's taking a step back and resetting, but he spent a ton of money. The Yankees spent a ton of money. The Knicks, up until this recent, thank God, renaissance resurgence, the Mets, the Knicks always spent money. They just didn't spend it wisely. The Jets, the Jets, Woody always spends money. Think about the amount of resources that we tap into, yeah. but they never spend it wisely. Yeah, it doesn't work out. Isn't that crazy? That's why I just always go to like a higher power universe, never on connects, baseball gods, football gods. It's like, it just doesn't work. Uh, we need a, a winner. We need a championship here. We need a parade and all that. And man, when you think about this baseball season already feeling cooked for the Mets fans, it's like, uh, at least the NFL Combine's coming up this week. The yeah, NFL yeah, draft. Yeah, yeah. Who we drafted? <laughs> like, imagine being a Mets, Jets, Nets fan uh, and going through Aaron Rodgers four plays in. Ben Simmons misses three months. They fire the coach for the Brooklyn Nets. And now with the Mets, like, there are a lot of these Ets fans out here listening. Oh, yeah. I would hate sports. I would, I would, I'd get into something else. Yeah. <laughs> I get into you something get in else. trouble. What else is there to get into <laughs> without sports? I mean, you know, if you grew up with sports, see, that's the thing. It's like one thing. Yeah, there's a lot of people in this world who don't love sports, who don't need sports the way we do. But if you started with this sport craziness, like both you and I did, and everybody here at the fan, yeah, there's no way you walk away. You just there's only so much you, you can take, yeah, though. I, but you never, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But Keith, think of I agree, but you're never gonna change. You're gonna, you're always coming back for more. That's who we are. Got to pick up hockey. I'm happy I picked up hockey. Yeah, I'm a Nets Devils fan. fan here. Look at I'll, Big Keith I'll with the Devils. I'll be there tonight. Let's rock the rock. Let's go, Devils. Woo! Let's Streak go. ends tonight. Let's go, Blue Shirts. Uh, they they play a little like Ric Flair on the scoreboard, right? Oh, yeah. That's the whole thing. That's we, the thing. We, woo! When we score, yep. Ric Flair, woo. Mm. And then uh, hopefully there's a lot of you suck being chanted tonight. Over there in Newark, I'm I'm kind of scared. I'm not gonna front. I'm Rangers not. going for what nine nine in a row? <laughs> going right? for nine, nine in a row, and I've Damn. been watching the Rangers more and more, and I'm like, yeah, they're too good. But hey, it's hockey. Anything can happen. The Devils need to bounce back. I'm excited for the game tonight. I know you Rangers fans are gonna be in there heavy. I'll see you soon. I meant to ask you. So you played a ton of football, played collegiately, mm-hmm. right? But when did you stop playing baseball? Because because for somebody who loves baseball and knows baseball... I'll try and keep it concise. I got you, but it's I think you stopped regret. pretty early. It's a huge regret. Go so ahead. once we got to Babe Ruth League, I was like 12 or 13, mm-hmm. and uh, the conflict was I hit puberty and I got Osgood Schlatter's disease. The knees. My knees sw- like swell. I know if my mom's listening, she's like, yep, tell them. So <laughs> tell I hit a crossroads of like... I told you I played AAU basketball, Ocean Breakers, till I was 13. And that kind of went from, like, the the winter into the spring. Uh, I was about to play Babe Ruth League baseball, getting out of, like, you know, Ocean Township Little League, Colt Field, where you play till 12, like, sixth grade. Mm-hmm. Um, I also was running track for our middle school, and my best sport was football. I was already a quarterback in my town. I was telling you how, like, in my town, the dads in our town – they're GMs. They're already plotting and politicking. And I got to the point where I couldn't run. I was in pain. And my doctor's like, you've got to shut it down May, June, and July to be able to play football and go into training camp for my midget football team at 13. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to be there more than anything else. So I gave up everything. And I just iced my knees and went to rehab. And, and I grew and then when football season came around, I was ready to play football, and I started listening to dads and listening to my mom who said, hey, you know, why be a jack-of-all-trades and a master of none? These dads are telling you you can go to college and 
play football if you lock in. And then from that point on, I was just a football player. I was just a quarterback for my class, my year. I, I'm like, I'm the quarterback for our grade. Mm-hmm. I ended up starting quarterback as a, a sophomore in high school. That's early. You stepped in early. Nice sophomore. And okay. I just good football playing. Out there I, I ran track in the spring. Okay. I lifted weights in the winter. I didn't play basketball. I didn't even try out for our, our high school basketball team. Basketball's I just, awesome. I love it. I missed it. I, was, I, I was leading the uh, Red Rowdies. I was part of the student section for uh-huh. our uh, our basketball team, which was terrible. But, yeah, I, I just locked in and, and wanted to be a quarterback and – it worked out. We won the state championship, yeah. and I got a scholarship to go to James Madison University. But yeah, I know. my boy Zeke, shout out to my guy Eric Hinkle. He lived next door to me. I would see him and his dad go to the field, and I went with them a few times. Talking about baseball now again. Yeah, he okay. went on and pitched at West Virginia. Oh, this is the guy you were telling me about him before Starting the show. Starting pitcher he got at hurt, West Virginia. Right? His dad was like, I could have turned you into a great center fielder. And I'm like, I know it. I know it. But I never – I went with them twice, and I just didn't. I His dad went very hard with, like – you know, hitting ground balls oh, yeah, at no, us. You're going to want to stick your nose in front of those. It's, it wasn't as fun as basketball practice or football practice, especially when it's cold. We were just talking about that. Yep. When it's cold and you got to go out there and play baseball and the bat hurts and, oh, and yeah. catching the ball in that mid hurts, I'm like, yeah, yeah. no, nah, I'm, I'm going to the crib. I'm I'm going to just wait till it gets warm and we yeah, play yeah. football. See, I never had the light strength to, you know, to – to like a linebacker, that's a different strength, which yeah. I didn't have. I wasn't born with that. I had, to, I had to really work my body up. I was naturally thin. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's a different toughness to stick your face in front of a rocket, on, especially the dirt that I played on yeah. with broken bottles on the East River Drive for my high school. My high school <laughs> field, dude. My high school. I went to Xavier, old boys private. I mean, some of you know that, right? Our field was right off the East River Drive. And this was, uh, I'm not trying to make, this was at the height of like the AIDS epidemic and and crack. And there were needles and there were vials. Because at night, that place uh turned into a spot uh, that you didn't want to be around, but that was your field. That was our field. We had to actually pick them off with with, with broken bottles, 40s. It was a mess. So, I mean, you take them in the face. A different toughness. So if you don't want to get that ground ball, you probably checked checked out at the yeah. right time. I mean, even in my neighborhood, I grew up in Middlebrook Apartments where we had big grass fields in front of our apartments. We were always playing football. We could play five on five, seven on seven. To get a whole baseball it's group together yeah. is tough. Yep. And I don't know. I just was I, I was naturally good at football and I had people's dads like, You're gonna be the quarterback for my son and his son and this year and uh, it worked out. I, I I do regret not really locking in on baseball, but I, I can't I can't have any regrets. I'm on the fan, and you're that's because I, yourself, brother. I had a scholarship. Right. I went to school. I, I majored in radio and television, and it, it worked out for me. Good job, man. 877-337-6666. John in Corona, BT and Sal. What's going on, John? Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey. Hey, so quick, just quick thing on the Mets. Uh, you know, the Sanga news sucks, but, like, I, I'm a diehard fan going into this year. I mean, it's pretty obvious what they're doing. Um you know, they're looking – you looked at the Dodgers offseason last year. They added Syndergaard, Jason Hayward. They added J.D. Martinez off a down year. And, you know, it's, this is kind of the same thing they're doing. They're looking to reset the tax. Maybe one of these guys that they signed pops off. Some of their guys step up that they had already. Um, you know, come back and do what they're supposed to do. And, and you know, and it works out. But this well, year yep. – no, no, you go. No, no, no. Listen, I, I go enough. Go finish up, man. You, you good? Finish up, John. Finish your thought. Yeah, yeah, no. So, so, like, my my thought process is them is you know maybe try and get in the playoffs. Eighty, you know, eighty four wins got in last year. If you look at the Marlins, what they did all this off season, 
the Marlins, I don't think that are that much better than them, or if even at all down that they lost Soler, that's 35 home runs off the thing. It's close. Yeah, it's close. It's close. You know. Yeah. So, I, and then you know, just if someone comes to like BT and and uh, Keith, what, like, what do you think going forward? What do you think just off the bat? What their salary would be next year? Well, I think the think mo- John, I, I can't give you an exact number. I will give you an exact direction. And thank you for the call, John. Appreciate it. First thing you got to solve is Pete Alonso. Yeah, I was going to say, if they, if they pay Pete Alonso, they're still going to have a high payroll. Yep. Lindor. They paid Nimmo center fielder money to play left field. Yeah, they did. Marte still there. Yeah. Year three for Marte of a four year deal. They're still paying McNeil's, off some still. McNeil's got like a team friendly deal, though. Yeah, he's fine. It provided he hits, you know, 300. If he's hitting 265 with no power, no steals, it's not a team friendly deal. Manaya's a two year deal. Yep. Everybody Edwin else, Diaz, obviously, is a four-year deal. Uh, Diaz got four. Senga got five, five seventy-five. So, mm-hmm. I believe of all the moves, of all the pitchers they brought in, starters and relievers, I believe Benai is the only one that is beyond this year, which is smart. I know Severino's one-year 13 mil. Yep. Quintana's deal is up. He was there Harrison a year ago. Harrison Bader will be out. Bader's one-year 10 million. Yeah. Listen, I think the most depressing, and I saw this a lot because I'm a Knicks fan, but I was also doing the, the, the stuff on the radio with the Knicks. And it was depressing pre- and post-game. I mean, they lost every night, basically. Like, there's nothing worse when you know deep down, even if you don't communicate it immediately, but you you know. Like, you know when you know, and you know when your team brings in a bunch of C-minus veterans, and, like, it's 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 exciting for a second. Like, and I, I love Q Rich. I'm not trying to, sh- to shade Quentin Richard. Great guy. But, like, that Eddie Curry, Quentin Richardson, Marbury, even though he was beyond the C, Stevie Francis, Penny Hardaway, like, you know it's going to lead to nothing big. It's a temporary satisfaction because you think you're no longer terrible, but it gets you nowhere. So while the Met fan is depressed and maybe even a bit apathetic today, quite frankly, understand the vision. If Stearns is as good as many of us think he is, this is going to lead somewhere good. And, and I'll add this. This offseason, the prizes of this offseason were always Otani and Yamamoto. And it wasn't even always Yamamoto. But the Dodgers end up winning, getting both of those guys. This was never billed as a big offseason where, hey, you're going to go out there and spend and really improve your team. The past couple years, the, the, the class of shortstops and some of the pitchers that were available, yeah. And when you look around baseball, not too many people or not too many teams, not too many owners have spent anyway. I know. I know. Bellinger's out there. Good players. Blake Snell the out Boris there. The five are still sitting out there. Chapman. Yeah. yeah. You're right. Yeah, so... Keith, can you imagine? We got a break here, but just imagine if the Mets did get Yamamoto, and instead of Senga, this was news on Yamamoto. Stop! Stop. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I don't say that. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't do that. You know that. No, but I'm not I guess it's a way to there. look at the bright side. Like at least you didn't sign Yamamoto, and he gets hurt. It's Kodai Senga getting hurt. And it's but a it small. Still sucks. Yeah, just a Met, like that's, that's your that's your ace. I, oh, but for gosh. me, as if I'm a Mets fan, I'm like, okay, you guys went. All the way to Japan to try and get this guy. You had this guy come to Steve Cohen's estate. So we know, we know the numbers. You had $325 million available for a guy that hasn't thrown a single pitch in Major League Baseball. We lose Kodai Senga, and you're going to sit on your hands? Where's that money now? Like, that money just disappeared? Mm, sitting in the fund, 877-337-6666. We'll get back to uh, 
the Mets stuff here. I got a question. We might disagree on this about Giancarlo Stanton. Julius Randle, I got to throw that out there as well. BT and Sal with Keith in for Sal up until 2 that it's evident Tiki on the fan. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Odell Beckham Jr. made the catch with one hand for the touchdown. Wow, what a catch by the rookie. Ridiculous. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. It'll be in the Bronx. BT and Sound on the fan. Call the number 10, 866-540-WFAN. That's 866-540-9326. That is your cue. That is your chance to win a pair of tickets to a 2024 Yankees home game and also qualify for a chance to win the grand prize trip coming up soon to Yankee Spring Training down in Tampa as you get round-trip airfare, hotel tickets to a game, and a sweet VIP dinner. Nice. Courtesy of our friends at Wendy's, the official Hamburger of the New York Yankees. 12.30 on the button. BT and Sal. Brandon's here to Sal the Cotter Show. We got Keith sitting in for Sal. Sal back tomorrow. Uh, it pains me that I'm going to have to, uh, you know, put uh, put him aside and and, and toss him in the, in the baseball card trash. But I will do that tomorrow <laughs> to Sal. You know, we'll play for... compete. You got to be competitive. We're trying, win. man. Yeah. We'll play for a pair of Nike Dunks. Like the oh yeah, you gotta win Nike dunks. You gotta win because then you can flex them every time you wear them. It's like remember these, buddy. Yeah, (laughs) you put them up on the table or in the the pre-show meeting. All right, so when we get back to these uh, Met calls, got a little something on Stanton in a bit. I feel the need. I feel compelled to defend Julius Randle a little bit here. Not over the top, but I feel like some of you are a little, little out of it with the criticism I'm, I'm already seeing. Now let me let me preface. Preface with this, though. I understand there's a lot of angst and there's a lot of energy because we went very quickly from, I mean, are the Knicks going to mess around and maybe become a two-seed and maybe, you know, do who knows what versus, all right, everybody's hurt and lost five or six straight, you know, hemorrhaging going to the All-Star break. Even guys like Hartenstein, who's been amazing, going down. And, of course, DiVincenzo, Bogdanovich with the calf. They're playing tonight, by the way. And the three guys are still banged up, although favorable for Mitch. So we've been all, all over the map emotionally. Knicks just, boom, we were pumped, and then we were confused. And some of you have allowed the confusion to throw shade unnecessarily at Randall. If you want to talk about Randall not getting the job done thus far in the playoffs, you're statistically proven right, obviously. It's irrefutable. Uh, Randall's quote yesterday. He talked about how he's going to have to do what's right for him, uh, and he might have to elect for surgery. He's not yet sure, all right, but he's going to have to do basically what's good for his career and what's good for his body. And some people, Keith, are actually making it seem as if Randall is either either selfish or lazy or just not team first enough. Let me tell everybody what Julius Randall is. Julius Randle is a piece of steel. Julius Randle shows up and busts his ass every single night. 35 minutes, 38 minutes, 40 minutes. Double teamed when he had scrubs around him. And he never complained. I know the dumb thumbs down thing, whatever. This guy's not perfect, but in terms of commitment, you got to check yourself if you're getting on Julius Randle. You sound ridiculous. Yeah, the guy can't win. Like, what else do you want from the guy? One, he's hurt right now. We were talking about this earlier, how Teflon he is. How he never shows pain, weakness, and when we were watching that game, I think everybody knew right away, okay, he's really hurt. And uh, you know what, man? 
I had a whole show last night when I talked about injuries and how we look at these guys like they're robots or superhumans. The, the guy's hurt, mm-hmm. and he does have a career ahead of him, and he does have to make the right decision for himself and his family. And then, you know, even with, like, Anthony Rendon, people uh, earlier this, this week were, you know, coming down hard on him for saying that his family and his faith come first. This guy's been hurt, and, you know, baseball – is his job, and he just doesn't love it the way that you do. But I think a lot of times we dehumanize these guys. I look at Julius Randle like, what else do you want from him? Okay, I know what you want from him. You want him to have a great run through the playoffs. You want him to be a dominant force in the playoffs. Fingers crossed that he doesn't get surgery. Fingers crossed that he does come back and play, and the Knicks go on a run. Because without Julius Randle, I don't think that's possible. Yeah, I mean, he's not perfect. I mean, very few are. Carmelo was, uh, for me, is as far from perfect as you you can be for reasons I've said in terms of not always being in shape and being a chuck or whatever. Uh, So nobody's, even Ewing wasn't perfect. Didn't have good hands, missed a lot of free throws when it mattered, never beat Jordan when it mattered. But Julius Randle, here's the best way that I'll summarize Randle. And if you're a real Knicks fan... And you just get it. You'll 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 understand what I mean. Julius Randle is a good Nick. Period. There's nothing else to say. That man is a good Nick. And and there were times, Keith, right, where you mentioned uh, the Rendon stuff, but even Stanton. All right, so Stanton's changed his body. I'm okay, and I've done it. I've done it. Like I do get frustrated, and I do. I believe it's fine when certain people communicate. I'm talking about listeners and fans. Like when they grow dissatisfied with a player for injuries that are probably born out of not being in shape. Yeah. Okay. Like if you lift too much and you, you don't stretch, and you know you're not limber, and you keep pulling quads and ha- and calves and hamstrings, that's on you. You got to learn how to stretch. You got to be a pro. This was Julius Randle taking a spill where his shoulder almost got knocked out of its. So it did get knocked out of its socket. Yeah. So it just seems ridiculous. And, and, you know, you talk about Stanton, and I think there's a lot more grace for Aaron Judge running into a wall or diving to make a catch yes. or taking a hit by pitch versus Stanton where it's like a hamstring when you're running the bases or a phantom soft tissue injury Correct. where we're like, you're too bulky, you're too big. And, man, I'm rooting for Stanton. I heard C-Mac really going in on how he's rooting for him more than any Yankee ever. <laughs> I don't know about that, but, like, I want to see this guy similar to Julius Randle, right? He's a good Yankee. I want to see this guy succeed because he's taken on New York. It is a tough place to play. And these guys have gone about their business the right way. It's hard to please New York fans. But uh, I'm, I'm I'm rooting for both of those guys this season to uh, uh, have bounce back years. I mean, Julius Randle was already having a bounce back year. People didn't even give him the first 10 games. Yes. Like, oh, I'll get this yes. guy out of yes. here. And then His he, numbers were bad the first yeah, 10. He, he started was balling. He I started know. really showing himself, and He's then he terrific. gets hurt. Um, I just I have respect for him. We talked about this earlier as well. He chose to come here, and Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving went to Brooklyn. Where are they now? Where's Julius Randle? Oh, yeah. No, Julius, He's still here. He's ours. You know, and I watch this stuff, and I'm sure you do this with the Nets and other athletes just to do our job. Like, I pay attention to to what what guys say. And obviously, how they play is really what matters, but how they comport themselves as teammates. And every time I watch Julius Randle post-game on MSG on the court, whether it's with Rebecca Harlow or somebody else, I'm like, man, this guy gets it. He deflects from himself. Yep. He redirects the praise toward his teammates. He's a warrior. I just appreciate it. I don't know if he's coming back. I think he will. But if you're denting his reputation right now because you because you know a possible run to the Eastern Conference Finals is compromised, hey, get over it, dude. The guy the guy could have, I mean, that could have been even worse the way he fell. So 
I just had to get that off my chest. I did not like some of the stuff I saw about him today. Yeah. Back to basketball tonight. The Nets will take on the Raptors in Toronto. The Knicks will take on the 76ers in Philly. Who's playing the Raptors? The Brooklyn Nets. Who? The Brooklyn Nets. Who that? Who? I, I know we <laughs> act like they play in Arkansas, but <laughs> who's not playing? far from here. Oh, the Nets? The, Bro- oh, yeah. <laughs> the Kevin Ollie-led Brooklyn Nets. And yeah. you can hear that game right here on the fan. Oh, that's right. They're on the fan. That's right. <laughs> hey, what a championship in UConn. Uh, let's get James and Breezy Point. What's going on, James? How are you? Hey, BT. Hey, Keith. Big fan of the bowl to you. Uh, I'm a big Mets fan. And uh, I know you guys, there's nothing really, when you look at it, there's nothing to be optimistic about. They didn't really sign too many guys. But, Keith, you said the other day on the radio, I don't look at the Mets signings and their moves like a like a lottery ticket. It's more like a parlay, and I yeah. couldn't agree more. It might, be, it might be a long shot parlay, but Severino has high potential. Everybody knows that. And a lot more pieces, Bader. I really think that people are underestimating this team. They start off the season with a solid schedule. And for people to talk about them not spending, they have the second-highest payroll in all of baseball. Who, who do they want them to sign? Do they want them to sign guys that aren't even signed by anybody else right now? No, no. but you – go, go ahead, Keith. Take it away. Go ahead. Yeah, so I talked about the parlay because everyone's like, oh, they they're, they got all these lottery tickets. I'm like, no, they're not lottery tickets. This is like a nine-leg parlay. And I think if, uh, you know, six of those legs hit, you can win something. You can hit that cash-out button and feel good about yourself. I, I just think that, uh, you know, in this offseason – uh, people are saying they did nothing. No, they made plenty of moves. They signed minor league deals. They signed guys to one-year deals. They made plenty of moves, but they didn't do the sexy, splashy, big headline, and they didn't land Yamamoto. But I think when you put it all together, uh, they could have a competitive team. It sucks today to hear that Kodai Senga is going to start the season on the IL, but you got to hope that the rest of the guys pick it up and it has like a you know sense of urgency heightened in there where they say, come on, the season's not over, Like we can't. I just feel like uh, we're out of it. I I started off this week, going back to my notes, I said the Mets have it made. Maybe David Stearns is smarter than we actually think. The expectations are so low. How can they fail? Like, on the other side of town, everybody's saying, World Series, Juan Soto, Yankees have to win it. And the Mets are going to fly under the radar. Now they're definitely under the radar now. The expectations are even lower. Let's see what they can do. All is not lost. It's February 22nd. For all we know, Kodai Senga could be back in April. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I appreciate the the betting analogy, the parlay with the nine legger. But I don't know if I hit six of nine on a, on a on a parlay and I bring it to the cashier. You know what they say? You know what you win? You win who got you? Win we don't nothing. go to the cashier. We're what in do you the, win? We're in the FanDuel app. We're monitoring it. We're like, all right, cash out. Uh, <laughs> if I can cash <laughs> out for a couple hundred, I'll take Just that double check it. Just double check it. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. BT and Sal on the fan. Brandon Tierney, Sal Lakata Show. Keith McPherson has been in all day, and I'll have a little fun. You want to react to the Randall stuff, the Mets stuff, and we'll get back to these calls coming up. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. There it goes. Deep left, it is high. It is far. It is gone. Number 62 to set the new American League record. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. All right, BT and Sal back on the fans. 1246 is the time. Brandon Tierney, Sal Licata. Sal's back tomorrow, and it, it pains me that I'll have to welcome my partner back with a loss as he will lose Game 7 of the BT and Sal Baseball Card World Series. Uh, we got a few things going on, and Keith is in for Sal today. 
Uh, the Randall stuff, you guys want to jump in on that. The Sanga injury. And I do want to have a little bit more of a specific Giancarlo Stanton conversation with Keith in a bit. But right now we get back to you. Ben is in Syosset on the fan with BT and Sal. Ben. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Uh, sorry to beat a dead horse with all the Met calls today. But I've been listening, and I had to call in because I'm still a little confused about what the Mets are doing here. Is this a one-year rebuild? I mean, a one-year retool or more of a three-year rebuild? It's a three-year. It's a two, have, No, it's yeah. a longer one. It's going to be stretched out. This is not just a one-year reset for finances. This is our minor league system stinks before Stearns got here and before they bought some prospects. We need to retool, and we need to actually build it the right way. So thank you for that and understanding that. I still see Pete Alonzo, Brandon Nimmo, uh, Lindor, Edwin Diaz, who is just one of the best closers in baseball. You have all these great players who are also happen to be uh, pretty good Mets, committed to the Mets. Are we giving up on these guys and trading all these guys away? Like, no. What are you telling them? You, well, you can't, but David Stearns has now inherited the plans of Billy Epler and Steve Cohen, and it's going to take a little while to undo it. I've been saying you know, the last three years is going to take at least three years to kind of you know paint this team in David Stern's image, so he's inherited some of these contracts. I guarantee you, some of these con- like to to pay Brandon Nimmo center fielder money last year and then move him to left field. That's just the one that screams to me. Like David Stern's wouldn't do that. He's a defensive minded guy. He brings in Harrison Bader, and Harrison Bader is going to start for you every day. Harrison Bader should be a fourth outfielder. Like I think what you're seeing right now is just the first year, and not it's not even the first year. You're seeing the first off season that this president of baseball operations has the keys to the vehicle and he's going to make some alterations. He's going to go to the chop shop. He's going to change the interior, but it's not going to happen overnight. It's going to happen over the course of three years and beyond. But I think ultimately when those three years pass, you're going to have a better car. You think Pete's driving? That's a no, thing. I don't I, think he, I like, I really, I, I don't think he values Pete Alonzo. And I think it's like, Hey, if, if, if if I'm going to pay you this money, if I'm going to extend you, go out there and show me. And it's not just with home runs. Like sh- We're going to be watching you every single day to see if we want to invest in you. Mm. I, I said this before. I was like, the D&D Stearns stands for destruction. He's going to destroy what you think of Steve Cohen's Mets, what you thought of what Billy Epler was doing, Buck Showalter. Like, it's already, he's already torn it down. Mm-hmm. And it's going, you have to be patient. It's going to take a little bit of time. It sucks as a fan because it's like, hey, we we had already made some of these plans and now we're going in a different direction. Direction. It's a complete philosophy change. Uh, it, it sucks, but I think it can be better sooner rather than later. I think the way you were going it it wasn't sustainable. It was more going to be up and down like you just saw. 101 wins, 75 wins, because that's baseball. I think Stearns is a guy that knows how to make uh, something that's going to be able to last, specifically with the homegrown, young, well, not homegrown, but the, the guys you traded for, the yep. young talent, yep. and then using the power of Steve Cohen to say, okay, we need a piece. We can go buy that piece. I, totally, there. I totally agree. Yeah. Now, that's, that's tough for Met fans to hear, but I think, I, you know, it's tough to hear, but I, I don't think it's tough for Met fans. Met fans are awesome. I don't think it's hard for Met fans to embrace. I know they're a little pissed off today, and it's amplified because of Sang on the DH. But but I, you needed to do this. You it had, had to. It had to happen. Yes. And, you know, I heard Evan yesterday talk about, like, it's not like 
the Mets make the postseason all the time. It's not like they ever go back-to-back years making the Never, postseason. really. But I do see a future sooner rather than later where you can be a perennial postseason contender building it the right way. So you better start now, right? Aren't yeah. they building up a casino and hotels and all that other stuff? Well, by the time they have that, don't you want to have a team that's worth going to see and that is in the postseason every single year where you can go watch uh, the NLCS and then go slide to the casino and stay at the hotel for the weekend? Yeah, yeah. think about this. Before you have the, uh, you know, the nice lounge, before you have a little amphitheater for some acts, before you have the the beautiful restaurant that's in the casino for, you know, 60 bucks a steak, whatever you're getting, you know, $200 bottle of wine, more, depending upon how much you have, you got to have an infrastructure. Yeah. You got to have... You know the concrete's got to be poured. Can't have a laughing stock baseball team and this ridiculous area that's built up in ten years, and it's like, oh, the team sucks, but we're just going to go over there and uh, you know mm-hmm. throw dice for the night and and uh, see somebody's comedy show. No, it all has to like fit and work together. It all has to be right. Uh, Mike is down in Port St. Lucie. That is obviously Metsville. Mike, BT, and South Show with Keith. What's up, man? Yeah, how you doing? Can you hear me? Okay. Yes, sir. What's yep. up? Okay, great. Yeah, so Port St. Lucie by way of Long Island. Okay. Uh, retired NYPD. God bless Enjoying you. Life down. Yeah. Love Thank it. Thank you very much. Yeah, just to, just for a second to just uh, reflect back. Now, I was so fortunate to have some uh, details where, where I was, you know, in the stadium every day watching the Mets, you know, back in 86, 87. Oh, wow. You know, it, yeah, it was great, man. I had so much signs. You know, or, or you know, paraphernalia. Uh-huh. It was crazy. Anyway, but you know, those were good old days, right? Yeah. As far as as far as now goes, I mean, God Almighty, you know, we're all. I'm a Mets fan, Jets fan, like yourself. I don't understand for the life of me. We are perpetually, you know, waiting. You know, well, there's you know a fan base that spends millions of dollars and all this, you know, paraphernalia, and they don't. Give back. They're not delivering. But, you know, as far as Steve Cohen goes, you know, everybody was like, happy days are here again. This guy's going to spend. He's going to be like uh, uh, George Steinbrenner. Yeah, not so much. So, but with Pete Alonzo, I mean, so if things goes down, you know, what's the sense of, you know, saying, yeah, Pete, you know, here's a big contract. I mean, it would be nice, but, you you know, as far as business goes, well, Mike, you know, I just want to make sure I get that last point because I completely disagree. What you don't do is hand Alonzo a contract today or tomorrow or next week because you're trying to, I don't want to use the word placate because Pete's a terrific player and Met fans would be pumped, but you don't do it to fill in the emotional gaps of unsatisfactory, uh, unsatisfied fans just to say, hey, well, this didn't work out, that didn't work out, this didn't work out, but here's a contract for Pete. That's not how you build no, it. I see- no, that's exact. That's I'm saying the exact opposite thing. Thing, you know, I'm saying that you know, there's no reason to give Peter contract. Got, oh, I got you. Okay. You know? Yeah. Not now. Yeah. Yep. You know, I, I mean, got you. Right. All right. You know, because it's just you know they just take another you know uh, leg out of the parlay, as the previous caller said. You know, I mean, you know, come on. I mean, it's just it, it's it's just too much to ask. I, I mean, it's a shame. You know, they, they, how do they fill that stadium? Well, listen, you know, Mike, here's, Mike, here's the bottom line, and appreciate your service, FDNY, one of the great jobs in our city, great people, uh, tough as nails. And you know what? 
That's why you'll survive, because you're tough. Because no matter what happens today and no matter what happens tomorrow, the Mets could be 3-11. and 11. Uh, I'm, I'm not saying that they definitely will be, but if they are and they somehow rattle off three or four straight wins, the Mets fan will be ready to go. The Mets fan doesn't tap out. Bottom line, that's it. Yeah, seven line is going to pull up. They're going to be deep. They're going to show up regardless of who's in the outfield, uh, who's in the bullpen. And, you know, it, this is where it is. It's just like this vision that David Stearns has, you can't see it right now. But he's not going to deviate from the vision. And uh, Pete Alonso's got to go out there and prove it, not just for David Stearns and the Mets, but for himself, for the entire league. And there's no reason to jump ahead of that. You know, uh, I've talked about it and we've all talked about it. If Pete Alonso has a great year, that benefits the Mets. If Pete Alonso has a down year, then maybe that also benefits the Mets because they get him at a cheaper cost. Mm-hmm. And then he can bounce back next year. Mm-hmm. He wants to be here. So it's like you don't have to jump in front and extend a guy. Uh, See what he does. See how this whole thing shakes out this year. This is an evaluation year. The first year that the president of baseball operations comes in, he's evaluating everyone and everything, and then he's going to make moves and decisions at the end of the year or even at the deadline. The only thing that I would disagree with, and this to me is really important, that's why I'm so curious to watch Pete play this year. Like, to one of your points, if if he has a down season, it could benefit the Mets. The price tag goes down. Mm -hmm. Okay. But if he hits, like, 212 again or 215, like, last year's got to be the outlier. He's got to go back to being 250, 260. And if he doesn't, if Pete Alonso has if Pete Alonso has two down, not that he's going to be you know, the, the Tony Gwynn, uh, Rod Carew, I get it, uh, but he, that can't be the trend because if that's the if case. If he has a down year, they're going to be like, see, this, this is why we didn't extend him. Well, that's what I'm saying. But, but also, then, as the price tag drops, which it probably would a little bit, I would even push back and say, I'm I'm more convinced it might not be worth it if it's and two years in a row of a down I just down think they're in, a, they're in a good place. I think that if Pete Alonso balls out, then it's like, okay, we got we to gotta keep this guy. He's one of the best hitters in the league. I think the price can drop if he doesn't have a great year. And then I think they can also be proven right for ex- for not extending him if he has a down year. They're in a good spot right now. Your contract is your contract. Play under what you're going to make this year. Mm-hmm. And we'll reassess at the deadline, and we'll also reassess at the end of the year. Let's see what you do. 877-337-6666. All right, we're just absolutely pounding the phones next hour. Randall's stuff. I got a little something on Saquon as well. I want to talk to Keith about that. The Mets stuff. BT and Sal on the fan. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Santana into the windup. The payoff pitch on the way. Swung out and missed. Strike three. He's done it. Johan Santana has pitched a no-hitter. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Okay, this microphone is still droopy. I mean, what are we doing? Why does, why does it always sag? What's going on here, Dad? See this thing? <laughs> I'm always messing with the microphone. I can't stand it. I know. Like A I, lot of times I, I'm standing and I have this thing up this high. Yeah. Like, yeah, it is what it is. I mean, this could have been a disaster. Something would have gone awry in the studio last night. Uh, we won't exactly tell, say what. No, it, what I mean, it was. people saw it on my TikTok. So we have this whole rig in here that has the cameras, the lights set up, right. and uh, similar to BT. And even when Tiki was in here, like during the breaks, you, you hit some push-ups. Uh, I have these bands that I bring to do some curls, and I'm live doing the curls. And someone's like, "Hey, do you ever do pull-ups while you're in there?" And I'm like. 
I never thought of that. And I'm like, let me see if this thing can support my weight. Now, I'm 6'2", like 200, 202, 203. Mm. I think I'm probably the, the weight limit. I was able to bang out like five pull-ups. Yeah. But then I got scared and I thought about it. I'm like, if this rig comes down, I'm fired on the spot. Oh, my God. Do you know how much money that there is on I'm one, done. two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, it's go home, don't dashed. come back. Because then every oh, show would have to be in the Boomer and Geo studio for like at least a week. Oh my! And the money that you'd cost out. Yeah, insane. go home. Yeah, but, <laughs> uh, so that's You're a one done. and done. I got you. All right, it's 104. It's BT and Sal, Brandon. Tierney Salicata show. Keep this in. Uh, something on Stanton here before we get back to these calls. A lot about Big Mets Day, obviously, with the Sanga injury. A little bit of stuff on Julius Randle. And uh, I do have something for Saquon that we'll get into before we bounce. But see, the Stanton stuff, this is what makes me really excited. Uh, and I'm, there's a lot of reasons to be excited about the Yankee season, but specific to Stanton. Like in years past, they needed him to be healthy, they needed him to do well. Uh, and if he didn't, their offense became unrecognizable. And this year, it's different because Dominguez, who's ahead of schedule, as you know, he's already throwing. So, you know, let's let's say he comes back, you know, middle of the season. But to start, you got Judge in center. You've got Verdugo in left. You've got Soto in right. You've got Stanton at the DH. Now, if Stanton hits, then it's good. If Stanton doesn't hit, then eventually when Dominguez comes back, you could rotate, do a little Soto at DH, obviously Verdugo as well. You get Judge back to right field, get him off his feet, Dominguez in center. The difference, Keith, is that they don't need him this year. They By don't design. Need him. When yeah. you heard Cashman speak, he basically said, finally, this is year seven, finally going into year seven, he said getting hurt is a part of his game. They hadn't prepared for that the past six years. Now, year seven, they made moves to say, okay, if Judge goes down, we don't have to rely on John Carlos Stan. And we also don't have to have this guy like, no, they, this is by design. Now, I want to see him do well. I Me think too. Cashman wants to see him do well. I think everybody in Yankee land wants to see him do well, but we're not banking on him doing well. This is an all-in season where they're not hoping that, oh, you know, how many years now? Oh, well, Judge goes down. Stanton's going to have to carry us. It never happens. That's crazy. And, you know, he, he's a hard guy to 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 he's a hard guy to diagnose because he's easy to like. I think he's very respected to your point. I know his teammates love him, borderline revere him, and he's accountable. And you gotta respect that. And he's been in the postseason with the Yankees, he's been a lot better than Judge. Small yeah, sample. Twenty twenty. Yes. And then even like I hate the Red Sox. A couple years back, he was tearing up the Red Sox. Remember the Sunday night game when he hit yeah. that ball? That was sick. Tearing up Fenway Park. Yeah, it was. you got to love a guy that goes Barry Bonds against the Red Sox. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but I would do something. We'll get back to these calls here. I don't think that Boone will do this because I don't think Boone wants to disrespect him out of the shoot. If if it's my team and it's my lineup, I'm going DJ. Well, I said this to, uh, to C-Mac yesterday. He disagrees. DJ won. Obviously, a big cashman and uh, also uh, Stanton apologies. Our buddy C-Mac is. Uh, DJ 1, Soto 2, Judge 3, Rizzo 4. I would put Glaber 5. Mm-hmm. I would go Verdugo 6, Stanton 7, Wells Volpe to start. Yeah, you saw Boone kind of alluded to that with where they could bat Glaber. He said anywhere 4 to 6. Mm-hmm. So that's not locking in Stanton up there. No, but I could see him putting Verdugo 7 to start. Because now they have the balance. Yeah. Uh, when I did the interview with Aaron Boone at Baseline Social back at Fort Monmouth, where I'm from, you know, I asked him about the Yankees changing the lineup every day. And I'm <sighs> like, can we get a lineup that's consistent for one series? What did he say? He said, well, he said, we'd like to, but we, we weren't healthy and we also didn't have the balance. 
Now they have the balance. The hope is that they stay healthy, and maybe we could see a consistent lineup to start the season. Mm-hmm. I asked you before the show, I don't know if you had a chance to do it because obviously working. There was a really good piece. I think it was Sherman or Heyman. I think it was Sherman. Definitely in the post on Volpe. Yeah. And it talks about, you know, his ascension as a player, his growth, and how accountable he is. See, to me, that's that's uh, it doesn't have to start this way. But Volpe, and there's some others, but if Volpe ascends to that top spot, and it's his wheels and his power, and he's got to earn it. You can't put him there with a 286 on base percentage. But if you go, you know, him one, Soto two, judge three, it's party time. Yeah, I don't want to rush the kid. I, no, no, I'm not saying you know, opening day. I, I said it last year, and, and, I, and I love his game. I, I think he's a, a baseball kid. Like, he loves baseball. He's dedicated. But I felt like the Yankees did a disservice to that young man, asking a kid 21 years old, Vulpening day, yeah. come be the next Derek Jeter, and we're going to move you around when guys get hurt. Now we're going to ask you to hit sixth, then we're going to ask you to lead off. And you played 22 games in the minor leagues, like or at AAA, at rather. AAA, yeah. That's not enough time for a kid to come in as a rookie that you committed to not sending down and then jerk him around in the lineup and ask him to be more. like that. There was a ton of pressure on him. He handled it well. He won a gold glove. He he had twenty homers. Mm-hmm. He hit uh you know I think twenty he had something a, steals. Yeah, twenty Definitely. twenty steals. Like he had a grand slam. He had walk offs. Yeah. He had clutch moments. He had you know he had he had that 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 it factor in him that we loved in a Derek Jeter. It's there, but we need the average to come up. And I think the way the average comes up, you keep him low in the lineup and you keep him protected in the lineup and you keep him in the same spot until it's like, hey, this kid is tearing the cover off the ball. you got to bring him yeah, up. until it's with, you can't justify not doing it. Yeah. So I think we all think that Volpe, you know, as a baseline floor, is, is going to be good. Really good. Five years from now, is he a top 30 player in baseball? Yeah, because he's always been a stud. He's I always know. been projected to be the – he's a top pick. Like – I, like he's only going to keep getting better. He puts in the time and the word. This guy came in the camp. The whole reason he started off as a shortstop last year, coming off of 2022, where we saw Oswald Peraza start at shortstop in the ALCS against yep. the team that went on to win the World Series. The only reason Volpe got the nod was because he came into camp, beat out Peraza and IKF, who was the apple of Cashman's eye, who Cashman went and traded for and made him the shortstop. Volpe came into camp and beat them out. Spring training last year was fun because we're watching this little guy run oh. around with 77 on. Oh. He's hitting home runs in spring training. He's yeah. turning heads in spring training. You had to go with them. Yep, yep. But it was a miserable season. We didn't know we were going to go 82-80. and 80. We didn't know Judge was going to run into the wall in Dodger Stadium. And uh, they asked Volpe to, to be a superstar to lead the team. And that's why I say they had no identity last year without Judge the first year as captain. Yeah. IKF supposed to lead the way. Willie mm. Calhoun. No left field. Franchi Cordero. Yeah, let, let's be honest here, Keith. Put Derek Jeter out there without Bernie, without Tina, without Paul O'Neill, without Scotty Brocious, without Charlie Hayes early, without... You know, uh, we play today. We went through that. See, I mean, what are you doing? You're not doing much, man. Of course, Marriott. You're not doing much at that point. You are going to probably. Now, Jeter wouldn't drown because he just had that resolve. I think like Volpe has as well. I'm not saying he's quite like Jeter. He's different. He's got more a little different profile with the pop. But Jeter was able to bat ninth to start and to blend in and to really kind of pursue and grow without pressure. Volpe's, the lineup last year was pathetic, dude. And the fact that he didn't die of what could have been a very painful, painful public, local baseball death tells me 
he's going to be a superstar. Yeah, because he's one Eventually. of us. One yeah, of I us. The, kid, the bleacher creatures start chanting his name. He picks up the NY. He kisses it. We're like, come oh, on, man. This is best. our guy. Everybody's dream, no doubt. Uh, Timmy's in Northport. Let's go to uh, Tim out there. A little Met stuff. Back to that. BT and Sal. What's up, Tim? Hey, guys. Keith, great job today. Uh, it's kind of a little bit of a flashback to Tiki and BT. There you go. There you go. Same demeanor. I'll Same take demeanor. that. I'll take that. I like Tiki. Similar. Yeah, very similar demeanors. Yeah. yeah. I, I see what you mean yeah. on that. Absolutely. Um, I, I think the Mets, it, they're taking a step back, but I think they have to take a step back in order to go forward. I think they really have to establish a culture in, that, in the locker room and find out who they really are because – you know, you heard all the rumblings last year that they didn't have good leadership, and I think that starts in the minor leagues, and it'll start with some of these rookies who you're all expected to come up and, and actually make a name for themselves. I think this is where it starts, but I don't think it's going to be a great season for them, but it will definitely be some growing pain. And you're okay with that because you've identified the objective. You have, you know, no reason not to trust Stearns based on his track record with, with track, track record without uh, a massive payroll in Milwaukee. Let the man get his hands dirty, get some fingerprints on the team, see what he can do. Absolutely, and I, I think if you look at the Yankees, that's how they've done it for the last 20 years. There is an established culture there. The Giants, there's an established culture there. The Knicks are establishing a culture. Mm-hmm. You know, unfortunately, the X teams, they think they go out, they buy two guys, three guys, and it's going to make a culture, but it, so far it hasn't. That's a good point. Culture is, put it this way, you know when you have it, you know when you don't, but it's hard to microwave culture. It, it's got to bake for a little bit. It's got to bake for a little bit. Uh, let me get Tristan and Elizabeth, BT and Sal. What's going on, Tristan? What's up, BT? Hey. Uh, just, I'm, I'm real excited for the Yankees this year. I'm pumped. But I just, both these batting hours last year, that's the only thing that scared me. What's an acceptable batting average for, the, uh, for him this year? I would say in the acceptable or optimal. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, get, like, you know, Trist, I'm going to give you both. Except, acceptable for me would be a jump to the low 240s. Just get there. I was about to say 250. 250? I think he, yeah, I think he can hit 250 this year. Yeah, he could. I'm just saying like a baseline. Like if he's in the low 240s batting average, then the on base is going to go from 286 to 330-ish, and now it, now it's tenable. Optimal this year, 260, but I don't think he's ready for that yet. I don't think he's ready quite for 260. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. We played against him in high school, and he was a beast. Right, what you think? <laughs> first round pick, dude. Yeah, first yeah, round pick. He's gonna get there. Get the kid out. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate it. You got it. You know what? I keep. I God, where did I read it? I don't. It may have been the post actually. Now that I think about it, there was an in-depth article on Volpe right when he won the job about his path with USA Baseball. Yeah. Okay. And he bought there, and, but he was never the guy. It was always like. All right, he's going to make the team. He's he's that caliber, but he's not our two or three or four hitter. You know, he's going to play every day. And no matter who came in and no matter who was there, mm-hmm. he was basically batting third and always playing short. And he didn't always look the part of the guy, but he's the guy. Yeah, he's he one of those kids. Plays, and I think he has that clutch gene and he that does. it factor. And it, it's it's going to it's gonna come. And I, I think about what I was doing at 22 no, I didn't even graduate college until I was 23. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't far behind, bud. 22, 23. I was 10th in bar. I was, I was, in, I was, I, I just, I, oh I could not handle the pressure of, of going to class on time. I can't imagine having to be 
the Yankee shortstop and you you're a Yankee fan. Your family brought you to the stadium like your whole family you were like you grew up knowing the Yankee culture. You, you actually lived the dream. All of us wanted to be Derek Jeter. You actually accomplished it. I I can't even I can't and I've got a pretty broad um and the ability to you conjure up crazy images, that is just, that's the impossible. It's not the impossible, because it is possible. But it's it's just, it's, We talk on, about putting in the work, here? right? You and I both know what it takes to even be a high school yep. success, yep. a college success, putting in the work. This is a kid that put in the work. He's still putting in the work, and I that's know. why he's getting those results. It's so awesome. It's just a beautiful thing to see. Steve is, I'm, I'm sure it's a little similar to when Lee Mazzilli came up with the Mets back in the day, you know, Lincoln High School, Brooklyn. It's Those are the greatest stories. Steve's in Bronxville. Steve, what's going on, buddy? How are you, BT? Hey, Steve. How are you? Did anyone ever tell you you got a voice for radio? And what, a face for radio? I mean, is that what you, is this a diss or a compliment? I'm not sure. No, I said a voice for radio. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's why I'm on the radio. It's a big part of it. Yeah, it kind of matters. Although Mad Dog doesn't, he's got a crazy voice. But let me, let, hold on. I'll let you get your point here, Steve. At the end of the day, <laughs> voices mean nothing. It's what you say, it's the presence, the delivery, the. Voices, yeah. I don't voices. know. Some people have voices that people hate, and you you'll never win them over if they don't like your voice. But you cut through. You can I, still cut through. You can Man, have a voice, that's, voice. Yeah, because he has a voice that stands out. You know it's him, and that's even just I'm the this is delivery and the way he he mispronounces words. <laughs> yeah, well, it's cute now, but think about when he first started. <laughs> You know what I mean? It was different. It was unique. You yes. got to be yourself. That's right. Now, so, ahead, so many guys want to be him. They can't. They can't be him. That's true. That is true. Steve, what do you got, buddy? So timing is excellent. So Keith was talking about you know his athleticism in high school, etc. It's inspiring, you know, and you definitely want you want to keep that going. You want to tell the youth about it and let them be involved. You know, you learn a lot just from competition, right? Hundred percent. You learn always everything competing. From competition. Everything is a competition. Yep. And you know the thing, and I, I actually, BT, I got to implore upon you here. I, I, I have to ask a favor. I know you're a parent. Yep. I am not, but but I'm a proud uncle. I got a 14 and 10 year old nephew. Okay. And I've come through for them, and I've taken them to whatever games I could, you know, in the past. And I got to prevail upon you. Look, and if you need to talk to Sal to decide this, that's fine. But there, uh, the two boys are off from school tomorrow. Okay. If if I can take them to the studio for Game Seven of your baseball card world series. I mean, they'll be quiet. They'll just sit there. They'll just watch. They won't make noise. They understand you're on the radio. Mm-hmm. Is it possible? Steve, let me tell you, um, it, that's, <laughs> Oh God, I, it's, you know, listen, I, I, I am the kind of person I will, I will stretch myself in directions that are so thin to do anything, especially for kids. That's not just me. <laughs> That's also in terms of that's legal stuff too. Like security. That's, yeah, security. We're live on Twitch. They yeah. can watch it on Twitch. Shout out to everybody on Twitch uh, watching right now. I see you guys in the chat. Man. 
Kids love twitch.tv. They watch people play video games on there. They watch people do nothing but talk on there. That's what they're watching us do right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know if I can come through with that one, and I hate to say that only because, you know, like like many of us here, we you got to put that security kids, clearance man. in 24 hours ahead. You do. That's got to be you emailed, yeah. passed through. Yeah. Plus, listen, Steve, I wouldn't want to see your 14-year-old and your 10-year-old nephew see my buddy Sal get beaten to a bloody pulp in front of the whole world <laughs> Sal here. may never recover from <laughs> yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. We got to let Sal maintain his dignity because Sally thinks he's rolling in here tomorrow and winning. I got news for you, Sal. Going down. And he takes the knee of the New York Giants on the Super Bowl 42 champion. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. They knock off the mighty Patriots 17 to 14. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Call of the Day with Brendan Tierney and Sal Licata on The Fan. All right. The Call of the Day brought to you by Ramsey Mazda. Choose wisely. Choose Ramsey Mazda. Let's get to Harlem. The Harlem is uh, is always ready. What's up, Ant? Listen, guys. I mean, I'm a Mets fan, and I know you guys are both Yankee fans, but this is the reality of the situation. This guy bought the team four years ago, and the owners handed him Sandy Alderson as a governor to keep him in check. So we had Sandy for two years, and after they won 101 games, he added Max and Verlander, and ballooned the payroll to $330 million. That didn't work. So what did he do? He ate salaries to get better prospects. Any Mets fan that's a realist, looking at this team going into the season with Kodai Senga, if you thought that they were better than a 500 team, like, you're fooling yourself. So this season for me has been about, it's about Alvarez. Can Batty become a major leaguer? Can Bantos become the DH? I want to see Jet Williams by the break. I'd love to see Acuna in September. It's about... Five man, and I think you tr- honestly, this is not going to be popular with Mets fans. You trade Alonzo, you do not sign him to this guy's going to want eight years with Boris. And if you think that Stanton fell off a cliff at 34, wait till you see what's going to happen to this guy with that body type. You get a young pitcher and you make it about the future because the future is beautiful if you have young prospects and good young players, guys. Thank you. Okay, I mean, listen, there, there's two sides of the coin, and, and the one side is that, uh, by the way, say what you said off the air, you got to, you got to know because oh, you can say, come on. Like, I don't know, how many games did you watch last year if you're calling Brett Batty, Brett Batty? His name is Brett Beatty. You don't even know the player's name. It's just a dead giveaway that you don't know what you're talking about. But go on. Man. But go on. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, you got to get the name right. I remember when he first came up, I may have stumbled on it once or twice. I'm like, is it Yeah, Batty? when you is don't know baby? him, but the guy had plenty Jeez. of at-bats and played in the field. We all know who he is. Dude, I hope he's good. I, I really do. I started off good. He did. And, well, they all raked in the minors. They all crushed it at Syracuse. I don't know why it took so long for Mauricio to get the call last year. I know that was a source of consternation for Met fans. But, you know, Alvarez got called up, showed pop. Uh, you know, Beatty, to me... I really love his swing. I do. I know. There was a good article on him. I think that was yesterday as well. About, you know, does he really have a position? Maybe he's better off in the outfield. Listen, it doesn't matter what position he plays because if he doesn't hit, he ain't going to be around very long. He's got to hit. He's, he's got to hit early. I love his swing if he can connect. Like, that was the thing. He started off, and they're like, this is the third baseman of the future. And he looks the part, too, right? right? 6'4", yeah. strapping, lefty, decent speed, great athletic with Garrett body. Wilson. They're showing the pictures yeah, of them yeah, playing yeah, pop yeah. winter football. We're like, perfect. These guys are going to be pillars yeah. of the Jets and the Mets for a decade. <sighs> Maybe not. At least Garrett's holding it up if the Jets don't get rid of him. Gio Urshela signed a one-year deal. For $1.5 million, how is he not a Yankee or a Met? 
as depth. And maybe for the Mets as the starter, if Beatty stumbles, I don't get it. This is a guy that can play first base, second base, shortstop, third. He also has a little bit of pop. I know he got hurt last year, but like, I don't know. When I saw, like, Hoff tells me and I go look it up and I'm like, 1.5 million? Yeah. In baseball for a year? Mm Mm-hmm. He's way much. more valuable than guys making a lot more than that. And probably more valuable than Stanton. <laughs> Man, am I wrong? Who's making I don't 32 know. I was, As a Yankee fan, it was Gio to God. We love Gio. Gio would come out there to his gospel music. And uh, I, I kind of hated that Brian Cashman sent him away and said, yeah, we appreciate Gio Urshela, but he's no Josh Donaldson. And then he put up better num- numbers than Josh Donaldson that yeah, year. Yeah, he's a better fit, too. He was better fit in the clubhouse. 877-337-6666. BT and Sal on the fan. Keith is here today. David is up in the Bronx. What up, Dave? Hey, how you doing, BT and uh, Keith? Hey. Love the show. Love the show. Um, I just wanted to bring up the Mets. I know how you guys always bring up that the Yankees window with Cole and uh, Judge. Right what are they going to do with Lindor, Nemo, McNeil, and Diaz, who are all 30? What is the plan? That, that, that's what I want to know with the Mets. Mm. How, why would it hurt to sign Montgomery, who's going to be solid for at least another three years? Wouldn't he fit into the plan? He that's, would think so, in my opinion, yes. Part. Yeah. Good, Keith. Yeah, yeah, you brought uh, that up early. Yeah, because yeah, that was the first reaction. Like, Mon- Monty's 31. He's pitched in New York. He's a champion. Bring somebody here who just won a World Series and can tell the stories of what they did and popping bottles and drinking Budweiser's and what it was like to go to Texas, join that team, and get it done, be an ace in those situations. And I, I don't I don't think that signing Jordan Montgomery throws off any plan that David Stearns possibly has. I don't think it's going to be too much money, mm-hmm. and I don't think that he falls off a cliff in the next few years. I think he just started to come into his own. I think, like, you know, he needed what happened to him with the Yankees trading him to go somewhere else and really find himself. Now he, I mean, I saw him put on the the uh, 52. He put on CeCe Sabathia's number. Like, this guy is out there, and he can help your team. Clearly, you saw him help the Texas Rangers. I'm watching Monty pitch. I'm watching him strike out Jordan Alvarez. I'm watching him in, in the World Series. I'm like, this is grown man Monty. He grew up. Mm-hmm. They also let him pitch differently. That was and that they, was the problem. And obviously they let him they let him throw that curveball. Yeah, they let, let yeah. him do his thing a little bit. But different player. Different he was pitcher. under he was under Larry Rothschild too long. Oh, I'll tell you the Yank. That's the other thing. About Remember that whole fire uh, Larry saga we went through. Yeah, I mean, dude, the Yank like they, they haven't even had good coaches for a while. The Yankees. Cashman will coach him up. You know, Cash was Cash. Coach. <laughs> well, give, what, what is your um, in totality uh, and not top heavy and not just now? Let's be fair. Give me uh, your scout report on Cash because I mean I, I know a little bit. I mean C Mac defends him to the high heavens. I said he hasn't yeah. earned the right. Remember that 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 cut that was played every day on the morning show for a while. You a Cashman guy? No. I mean I, I don't know how you can be. At this I once point. was. Me too. I once was. As of the last five years, no. I met Brian Cashman in 2018 or 2019, and I was pumped to meet him. But, man, look at some of the trades and moves in the last few years. I said, that 2022 trade deadline, other GMs would have been fired for that. Other GMs would have. He got an extension. (laughs) They're literally the exact opposite. You You have a team in the Yankees that's projected to win the World Series, that got to 50 wins faster than any other Yankees team in history, and you get to that deadline. And you don't go get Luis Castillo. 
You pivot to Frankie Montas, yeah. Lou Trevino. You trade away Jordan Montgomery for a, 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 a center fielder in a walking boot. Who's hurt? Jordan Montgomery goes on to be an ace somewhere else, win a World Series. The best move he made in that deadline was getting anything for Joey Gallo. Yeah. And Andrew Benintendi comes over here, plays one month, hit by pitch. Didn't even hit play great. Didn't play that great and w- had no interest in re-signing. Just was like, you know, too I'm much out. Red Sox in his blood. Uh, who else came over? Scott Efros? Yep. Her. You traded away J.P. Sears, Luis Medina, Ken Waldichuk. Those three guys, J.P. Sears started for us a few times that season. I know. And those three guys, Yankee fans have been watching and coveting for years. So, like, just what you did in that 2022 trade deadline, and then you follow it up the next year by doing nothing, most other general managers, they would have been like, "What are you doing your job? you got to go. So, with Cashman, I feel like when you look at the total resume, when you look at the, the years, great. But this feeling of, like, he's the eternal GM, yeah. and it's been 15 years since he figured out how to get back to the World Series, and he's got on on record to, to call out the Astros. And he even, this past offseason, we just a couple months ago saw him in, in Arizona pointing the finger at everybody else. He had prepared statements. Like, do, do you know that we have the, the second to second to last largest analytics department? Well, maybe that's a problem. You're the Yankees. Maybe you should have the biggest thing. But he basically was trying to tell his detractors that we don't rely on analytics that much. And he was trying to defend his people. Well, the math ain't mathing. It's not working. Your whole thing is built on the 27-time World Series champions, and you're missing the postseason. We just watched you go 82-80. and Not good enough. He hasn't evolved. You know, I was saying this yesterday. Where there was a, a much more direct correlation back in the day. The more money you spent, the more you won. Irrefutable. Payrolls equated to wins. And then other teams learned how to do business differently. Sure. How to apply the limited finances to the farm, draft better, develop more efficiently, maybe de-emphasize certain things, and they found a different roadmap that the Yankees never found. He just never adjusted. Well, he wanted to be the Tampa Bay Rays. He also wanted to send Joe Girardi packing. He also wanted to um, pitch Davey Garcia for one inning and then go to Jay Happ out of the bullpen that never happened. Like, there was just so many janky-ass moves. Josh Donaldson had no business being on this team. Nobody else is making that move for Josh Donaldson. Mm -hmm. After he called out your ace, after he literally was the first guy to say, well, you know, Garrett Cole's spin rate, the whole sticky stuff thing happened. I remember. what are you doing? I didn't read the room, man. He just didn't. Broxson Huntington. What's going on, Brock? How are you? Oh, gentlemen, I'm doing great, man. I actually, you mentioned somebody that I wanted to, you know, that leads to my point. You just mentioned uh, Joey Gallo. So I just wanted to ask you guys kind of some thoughts here. As a Yankee fan, you know, we're excited. New year. We're talking about, you know, expectations. And I know you mentioned with Giancarlo Stanton, you know, you're hoping for good things. And I mean, if ever there's a year where he's going to be in the catbird seat, I mean, he's going to be sitting behind Judge and Soto, right? So, I mean, all eyes are going to be there. He's going to have a lot of opportunity. I know one thing about Yankee fans, they could be knowledgeable, but one thing they could be is pretty mean. And I think we've seen with, like, Gallo, with Hicks, when it's not going right, they mm-hmm. want to kind of put that on somebody. And they affect you not only on the field, but it looks like it leads over into people's personal lives. I always seen Big G as a big dude, but he seems like he could be sensitive. If it doesn't go well for him, I could see that kind of ire going towards him early. I hope he's ready. I know he's leaner. But, I mean, what do you guys think? You know, that, that, that nastiness that Yankee fans have. I can, I I can speak like directly to it. Last year, I think I only went to like 25 games, but, you know, historically, I've been at 40 games. 
and there's always a whipping boy. Somebody always has to be the boo birds guy that they're going to boo. Guys that don't know anything about baseball, right? There's got to be the Joey Gallo, the uh, Josh Donaldson, and Aaron Hicks. Like, There's got to be a guy that they boo. And John Carlos Stanton will be that guy if he struggles. He's been that guy, and he's handled it well. But now that we've got the shiny new Juan Soto and everybody loves Judge, like people are going to be ready to show up and boo John Carlos Stanton in year seven as a Yankee. They will, but I, I think the difference is, this is what I was saying before, why I think if you get anything from Stanton, it's kind of gravy. It's kind of house money because the fans, the fangs will be out. The boos will be loud. Uh, and he is a stand-up guy, but he's making a lot of money. He's been hurt a lot, hasn't produced enough, and we all get the game here in New York. It is what it is, but you don't need him, so we can hide. The, you can the shield Yankees him. can protect him. You can shield Similar him to bit. how on opening day last year, they put Oswaldo Cabrera in left field to protect yeah, Aaron Hicks from Hicks. the opening day uh, booze. <laughs> he ruined yeah. Derek Jeter Day. Yankee fans will never get over it, myself included. Mm-hmm. That was, uh, there's no limits, man. I mean, who hasn't been booed? I, the, you know, I mean, I'm not saying that Judge got booed during the 62 season. I know. On opening day, too, with the contract details. We were there. Yes, I was in there. the bleachers. We were there. Fans were in 103 telling him you should have signed the contract. Yeah. You should have signed the contract. Now, it wasn't like this vociferous, like, overtaking. Just of like trash-talking your own guy from the judge's chamber. You could hear that there were boos like people. I'm like, come on, man. I mean, who hasn't gone? But Patrick Ewing night, they threw posters of Patrick Ewing at Patrick Ewing. It's New York. Yeah. If I can... Make it there, yeah, I'll make, make it. it. Uh, so C-Max said yesterday, anyway. this guy's singing today. Chargers and the New York Giants have exchanged their draft picks. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Eli Manning and Philip Rivers. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. All right, BT and Sal back here on the fan shows flying by, which is a good sign. Keith has been in for Sal. Sal is back tomorrow. Got Evan and Tiki coming up next. Let's keep banging out the calls, 877-337-6666. Let me at least throw, as we bounce from the Mets stuff, which has been the meat of the show with the Sanga news to start and uh, several different versions of Met conversation, mostly disappointment. Some understanding the process and what the rebuild is about. Uh, but certainly frustration. Uh, I get it. The um, little stuff with Randall and Giancarlo Stanton. But also, you know, the Saquon Barkley stuff. Ah, oh, man. You know, you, you just wish. You just wish that life would be easy. And it's not. Like, anything, for any part of your brain that is pragmatically connected tells you, of course Saquon Barkley should be a giant, dude. He's a stand-up guy. He's a great player. And he's a dynamic player that, when he's right, the Giants are better. That you know, that's that's the that's the pragmatism with the with the emotional aspect. When you get into the finances, almost the exact opposite. It's almost impossible to justify keeping Saquon Barkley. It's a tough call for the Giants. Jim Harbaugh is on my screen right now, and. Uh... <laughs> I, I want to see him with the Chargers. I know it probably won't happen with their uh, payroll, but I'd like to see him with the Texans. I'd like to see Saquon Barkley sign with a team that's going to win. What about with Dallas, your team? Uh, they're they're going to win in the regular season and then be a first-round exit? Yeah. I, I'd like to well, maybe see. Maybe he gets you to round two. <laughs> you get to the Super Bowl. We know that's I, not I think happen. there's there's too much G-men in his blood to actually go 
all the way heel and sign with Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys. I'd like to see him join a team with the young quarterback like C.J. Stroud or yep. Justin Herbert and be able to help those quarterbacks and win games and get the most out of the second half of his career. He's He, he doesn't have that much tread on his tires. He, he hasn't taken that many hits, but he's not the same explosive back he was the first you know, three, four years. He had the ACL. He had, he had ankles, ankles multiple yeah, years. Sure. I just think that if he gets with the right team, the right offense, the right quarterback, uh, he can be more useful than he can be with uh, the Giants. I think this new regime, Shane and Dable, they, they didn't draft him, and they got to move on from him. There's just other needs on the team that they can address versus paying a running back in an NFL where they tell you uh, you don't have to pay the running back. You know what I want to see for Saquon? And it's it's a large it's a large macro reaction. I want to see Saquon Barkley be happy. I really mean that. Like I want to see Saquon Barkley find the respect that not that the Giants have disrespected him like intentionally at all. But they've gone out of the way out of the way not to do that. But the way the contracts have gone, the way that the emphasis of the running back, it's there, there's an element of disrespect that's unfair. But we all understand why because the running back position is not um, it's not stressed the way it once was. I want that guy who's done everything right, who is a great ambassador for the franchise and a local kid, I want him to feel the respect, no matter where it is. Yeah, and and I know he has been so vocal about wanting to be a Giant, and he understands it's New York, and you know this is where he's from. His dad's a Jets fan. That's he, amazing. He wants I'll to I'll take him on the Jets. Come on over. No, you got Brees. And well, you, take two of them. You need to get an offensive line. To block oh, I know Brees. what we need. Trust me. If block. there's anybody that knows what the Jets need, to, but I'm getting greedy. I'll take Brees sense. I want to see Saquon win. I want to see Saquon go somewhere where they pay him and he can yeah. win and he can get into the playoffs. He, he himself was tweeting, man, playoff football, got to get back. Like, I know, I you're know. not going to get back with the Giants. Not enough uh, in the next, like, five years of your career. Five years? He's 27. No, I understand that. You don't think the Giants could be good in five years? Come on, dude. Maybe five? they can be good in the next through the next five years, but how many playoff appearances in the next five years? Depends Who's the quarterback. It depends. Daniel Jones? Well, no, 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 no. Tommy no. Cutlets? No. It de- no no. It depends how shrewdly Michael Pettis they- Jr. Yeah, maybe I like him in Indiana. <laughs> I like him in Washington. It depends how truly they draft. Really, the answer to- and we won't know this now, but it depends how good Joe Shane is at his job. If Joe's really good, I, ain't I taking love five years. The NFL. Scouting combine. I love that we can get live look-ins now on pro days through these college channels. Do you watch that stuff as a former player? You watch that? Hell yeah, because I, I went to the Penn State combine. Yeah. I went to the Northeast combine. What'd you run the 40 in? What was your best time? Four, five, six. Okay, Penn as a State, quarterback. You can nice. Google it. Yeah, I believe it's, it's you, out dude. There. I don't think you're going to lie. I believe you. I wouldn't say it on the air. same guy. I hope not. Four, five, six. Yeah, see, I'm... Laser. I'm old enough, not that I would. I could lie about stuff. You're because I'm 50, so anything that no, I did back in the day, go to rivals.com yeah, no, and no, look no. up my 40 time. I, I'm getting old now. It's been a couple decades, but uh, yeah, I, four, I, five, six is a quarterback. It's nice. Yeah, and I was in a group with Myron Roll, LaShawn McCoy, Joe Hayden. Uh, they had everybody at like Penn State had a Nike combine that had the best kids in the Northeast, and those guys are all my year. My boy Louis, shout out to Louis. And the Iliadis family out in Ocean, Louie ended up going to We Are. He ended up going to Penn State. What position? Offensive tackle. Okay. Monster. Would wow, just throw I'm kids sure. in high school. Okay. Would just plow kids over. Man, Jackson Howell, New Jersey. What's going on, Jack? How are you? Hey, guys. How are you? Okay, uh, good. What's going first, on? First, first of all, two things. I, you know, with, with the Mets and Cody Senga, 
the problem is that the Mets are basically have become the Boston Red Sox. Somebody has put a curse on the on the Mets, and no matter what they do, doesn't matter who owns them. It seems that it, there there are things that go wrong, right? It's it, it's unfortunate because that's also uh, untrue, I, Jack. It's also untrue. There's no curse. You don't really believe in this, do you? Please tell me you don't. I don't know. I, you I, don't. I, I've been so disappointed in the Mets, especially at the trade deadline last year, even though I know he's 40 years old. You know, Justin Verlander, we're paying half of Justin Verlander's salary to pick the gas that's, that's a little crazy. Keith, you, you, I had the great pleasure of speaking to you about a month ago about the Bills and the Red Sox, and you got caught up in something and came back to us after the commercial you were class act. You're amazing. My next point is Thank about you. the Yankees, right? Yankee, Yankee history, and I've been a Yankee fan since 1974. I'm 62 years old, so I've seen almost everything. The bottom line with the Yankees is you have a quality left-handed pitcher in your rotation, which is what Rodon should have been last year, unfortunately got hurt. Yeah. You're going to do very, very well. So I think I personally would re-sign Jordan because I think he knows – for the Yankees? Yeah, he jumped to yeah, the Yankees. Yeah. That's not happening. That's not happening, yeah, Jack. No, Monty's not coming no back. That ship has sailed. Yeah, it's over. I think that um, what was said about him. Cashman discarded him. He's not that. Well, Cashman really does. There's some tire tracks on some backs. I mean, think about what he's. Stanton's always hurt. Montgomery's not a playoff pitcher. I, you know, Marcus I mean, Stroman not dude, good. Enough. I mean, come on. I said this about Cash, and I know I'm going to run into Cash either at spring training or in the media area or something. It is what it is. My three favorite Yankees, Bernie Williams when I was a really little kid. I dressed up as him back-to-back Halloween, second and third grade. I think I've seen that picture on Instagram. Derek I've Jeter and now Judge. Yeah. He disrespected all three of those guys with their <laughs> contract negotiations. That's right, How do you disrespect the beloved guys? I don't know. Maybe you got to take it up with Cash. You get a little like, serious. Bro, you I mean, disrespected you the guys that I like, that, that like made my fandom. Yeah, that's every one of them. Birdie almost went to the Red Sox. Jeter you know, couldn't stand him. I'm sure deep down, Jeter doesn't forget anything. He probably still don't like him. And Judge, by saying on yeah. opening day, oh, here's whatever Judge turned down. You guys are at the Hard Rock. I'm wow. driving up yes. to the stadium, and I, I'll never forget hearing Marley Rivera. And I'm like, why the hell are they interviewing Judge right now? Uh-huh. And they put the numbers out there. I'm like, why would you do this on opening day? Tried to put them on blast to put pressure, and it didn't work. That tactic doesn't work. No. Don't do that to the guys we love. And even if you don't love them, you cost your team $70 million. Bad move. Jokes on you. Yeah, Fumbled yeah. the bag. Yep, that's true. <laughs> Judge had the last laugh. Yes, he did. Let me get, uh, how about Ken in Portland? I remember Kenny. Big Mets guy out there. What's up, Ken? BT and Sal with Keith. How are you? BT, Keith. Glad you guys are on at the same time. You're my connection to New York, right? I yep. grew up there listening to you guys is like talking to my uh, friends at home when I'm back in New York. That's what right? it's supposed so to be. Yeah, that's how it should sound. That's how it should feel. Nice. Here's my question. You guys want the Mets to get rid of Pete Alonso, which no, 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 I am of the belief that there is a better way to build a championship team without Pete, but that's different from saying I want the Mets to get rid of Pete. Not quite the same. BT, that's what I want to press you on. Okay. What's the plan? What is the plan? Because I cannot listen to you guys beat that drum. Without telling me what is the plan to make up the production. Well, I told you my plan. Team. Listen, I, I can't tell you what their plan is. I'll tell you what my plan is, Ken. I've said this, okay? I've said this a lot. 
that what I would do is, well, first of all, half a step back. No one's saying get rid of Pete and then find the next guy who's going to hit 46 home runs. It, it, that doesn't happen. But I just think you can get more athletic. So why get rid of him? That's what I'm saying. Because Let's you can him. get more athletic and more dynamic at the other positions with the money that you who? could give Pete. Who Who are you bringing in, PC? Oh, That's what I, I want to know. Listen, we could start with Juan Soto next season. Listen, I've been around Pete Alonso at the All-Star Games. Last night I was talking about how he had the uh, party with with J-Rod, with Julio Rodriguez at the T-Mobile area out there in in Seattle and how he lobbies for other players to come to New York and join the Mets. And when they interview him, he talks about how great it is to be a Met and be in the city. And I'm just like, this guy has watched everybody else get rich around him. He's watched guys come in, get rich, and leave. I feel like he should have his payday, but David Stearns doesn't care about any of that. There are not many Pete Alonzos that exist in Major League Baseball. I'm talking about a guy that's going to show up and mash, have two home run games, have weeks where he hits five home runs. Like There are just not guys like that. They don't grow on trees. I think that with the universal DH that the Mets can't seem to figure out, Pete could transition to being your DH when he gets up there in age. But I just think that Stearns values defense. Stearns is painting this team in his own image. And Pete Alonso is the old image of the Mets. Yeah, I agree. And Pete's gone from uh, a really a horrendous first baseman to to pretty pretty decent. Like he he has put work in. He is a competent first baseman. And never going to be Key. Never going to be Donnie. Never going to be Teixeira, who was a good righty first baseman defensively. Even Tino, amazing. But you know he he does things. This is why you almost have to think that the Mets have, at least on some level, inwardly already decided that there's a future without Pete. Because there's nothing that he does wrong. He's a great Met. He's a great guy. He's productive. He plays every day, which means he's healthy. And he's low maintenance. He's never in trouble. Yet, he's the only guy out there getting disrespected. And he didn't divorce his wife. I don't know why yeah, somebody called up to say that today. That was a weird one. I don't know why that came up. Uh, Jesse's in Parsippany, New Jersey. Probably the final one of the day. Jess, what's going on, dude? How are you? I'm doing well, BT. Always been a fan of your work. Thank you very much. My favorites as well, so it's great to get to talk to both of you at once. Thank you. Um, I had to just do a little uh, contact, you guys, because i got to put perspective on some of my Mets fans, uh, friends and brethren out there. Um, There's this overarching need to be irrational, to rationalize their irrational expectations because they aren't built on reality. Now, follow me here for a second. We, we make the move. We get Lindor, the big contract, everything. It's like, all right, this guy's the figurehead for the new regime. Then we make some moves, 100-win season. Let's build on that. Let's grab some names. And then they take that and they add it to the money that Steve Cohen has. And in their minds, they say, boom, this expectation equals what I believe the Mets should do. But we here we are in 2024, and those Band-Aid moves prove that what our biggest problem is as an organization is, is from top to bottom, we are not sustainably built to develop players and to maintain any winning culture. Mm-hmm. And we got to be able to understand that to do that, there are sacrifices that have to come. And I think we should have learned from the first few seasons of the Cohen tenure that those band-aids were not going to work. Uh, we got lucky, and, and we had a great 100-win season, but it wasn't things that were replicable that you could do from year to year. Jess, I got to let you I, I gotta let you go only because we're up against it. I don't think it's that dissimilar from the Knicks, hopefully, 
You know, Leon Rose made a few mistakes early. Okay. Kemba Walker recovered incredibly. Look at the Knicks. The Mets made a few mistakes with, with some old pitchers. Going to recover, hopefully correct, and, and set you guys up for a long window of winning. Dude, great job today, man. BT, you you're the man. The I told hours. you guys when I first heard your show that you guys are pros, pros, and uh, you got something here. Thanks for letting me pinch hit. Thanks for letting me come join the team and help out. Sal, prayers up for you, buddy. See you soon. It was a pleasure. And, and, and watching you do your thing as a, as a, as a young guy who's hustling, youngish, it's, uh, it's fun to see it, man. So keep having fun with that. Keith, catch him every night. Sal is back tomorrow. Going down in the World Series, brother. We got Evan and Tiki coming up next. Have a great Thursday. BT and Sal on the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.